Hey listener, this is Ralph from Beer, Blood, and the Bayou, reminding you that if you love our podcast, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Classmates.com, or wherever you consume our show. We also want to remind you that if you have any questions, comments, or would like to unload on our latest podcast, please call us at 405-806-0476 or write us at listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Thanks. Beer Blood in the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. Hey everybody! Hi, beer blood in the bayou coming at you. Number mm. eight. This is what is this our? Is, what week is this? How many weeks of the? the this we've is had quarterly. This our quarterly report. This is our quarterly. Uh, no, well, we uh, we did. It's, it's been a month since our last podcast. Sorry, fan. We um we've uh, we have not been as diligent at putting these out as was, we should. I was be. talking to somebody last night, and they came up to me and they said, "Hey, I love that podcast. You guys aren't doing that anymore, are you?" Oh, that's embarrassing. I know. I had someone ask me about it last night too. Last night and the weekend before, yeah, because uh, where I was at, one of our stickers is on the wall, and someone's like, "Hey, isn't that you?" And I said, "Yeah, it was me." But ah. uh, no, I, it was uh, they were uh, they were asking me about it and asking when we we're going to put it out. It's like I think we're going to be recording tomorrow, and that is today. I had a couple walk up to me, a guy and a girl, and ask me if we were still doing the podcast. But they were t- they thought I was on a modeling podcast I was doing, but it wasn't. They thought I was someone else. Yeah, a modeling a, podcast. They say I look like the guy that did it, the model. Yeah, like, uh, <clears throat> do you know any male models' names? Do you want to talk uh, about your? Yeah. You want to talk about your wood channel real quick? Oh, do a plug. This is our plug section. Yeah, everybody. let's do it. Uh, well, I have a commercial we're going to put in, so we should probably probably just pause for a minute. No, go ahead. What Josh you, James you, design? Yeah, I want you to talk. Oh, about everyone it. knows about it. I mean, the last time we talked about it, I added easily two subscribers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was one of them, and uh, I'm thinking about subscribing. I gotta wow. be honest. He's a uh, He's uh, put out at least two videos that have come up on my notifications. And I'm not oh, you said it for the ring, the bell? Oh, yeah. I get all notifications. Anything to do with you, I get notifi- notifications on my phone. So yeah. a little bit about it. It's uh, super boring and pointless for anyone that doesn't need it. But if you want to subscribe for support, you can. But you would probably not ever watch it. Do you plan on talking into the microphone or no? I'm telling you, I'm not even on. Yeah, you are. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can barely hear you. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah. Give me I, some more juice. I, I got to say. Try, one. try it now. Definitely. Now I hear it. Mm. I'm impressed that, that uh, all the work that you're putting in, because I, I did not know that you were that good with your hands. <laughs> and the technology side? <laughs> no, no. I knew you yeah, technology. You're definitely nerdy. He, nerdy. he owns a 3D printer. Oh, that's, that's right. right. What do y'all need? Oh, my mm. God. Do you really? Can you? Uh, what do you I, need? Frisbee? I, baseball? I was at a little uh, beer place a couple months ago, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I spent 40-something dollars on... Uh, these little stupid 3D printed Among Us toys that my kids mm-hmm. really wanted. Oh yeah, I was there. I was there. That day. Minutes after we got home, they all broke. Obviously, yeah. where was it? Where did you buy them? Uh, it was like a little. Uh, was that Beer Garden Bros? Something. Yeah, Rose. Oh, Beer Garden. Yeah. and they had like a little little booth set up, and people sell uh, sell their wares and. Oh, uh, like a farmer's market kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. Cl- um, clearly, three D printed stuff though. Oh yeah, 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 just hard plastic print. Oh, it, I'm to the point now to where if I'm at a store. 
I'm like, man, I could probably 3D print that. <laughs> like, I, I get Jackson wanted like a, a skateboard. And I'm like, hold on, I think I could probably, <laughs> I could probably crap one of those out at home. I mean, it gets kind of yeah. to where you can think you can just what, design what anything. What are you doing with a 3D printer? He's making all sorts of weird. Well, stuff. I don't. I usually use it for work. Like I actually 3D print all of my sex documents. Toys. Oh wait, have you made a sex toy? Yes or no? Be honest. I made a swing. A, uh, a sex swing. Yeah, my, not for for a customer. They wanted a sex swing for their. My mother in law has nuts. one. Wait, what? It what? was it was his mother in law. What? She has one. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Hold on, stop for a second. Really? You did saw you, it? Did you really make a sex swing? Yeah. No. Can you? I mean, like that's like rope. I mean, it's mostly rope, isn't it? Well, like, you could probably make the seat, but not the rope. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to your uh, mother-in-law. What kind of is she? Have? Uh, it's a, it looks like a like a squished up hammock. It's uh, the way it's uh, set up. It's not very big. It's just hanging in her master bedroom. Yeah, they left it up when you went in. It's permanently installed. Oh, you can't just take it off and have like the hooks hidden. <laughs> no, and I, one time I walked in, I saw my kids swinging on it. I was like, please, God. <laughs> oh, that is when it's <laughs> yeah. It was traumatic, to say the least. Oh, God, you're dead serious. Dead serious. Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God, and they were playing like, they were like sword fighting with two those. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I, they didn't, of course, they, they didn't know what they were sitting in, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, it was, uh, it was pretty, uh, it was- uh, Did she walk in funny. and she's like, that's not how that's used? No, <laughs> she doesn't speak <laughs> like that, but no, she was, uh, she didn't say anything. The kids were just, I asked them to politely get down, say, it's, it's, you shouldn't sit on that, guys. It's not good. I feel like there's a better way to hide that, like a tied up in a well, knot. Well, and... it's uh, it's got a big old huge eye hook attached to the ceiling uh, into like a beam across the in the ceiling. <laughs> it's so got it's, uh, and it's fuzzy it's handcuffs fed, down at the bottom yeah. of it, hanging off. And it. so it's it's fed down through uh, you know some like uh, uh, cargo cord, uh, ship you know ship grade you know maritime grade <laughs> rope. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a uh, it's great. You know, I. I think about my kid's grandmother, and I think about my own. My, my grandmother wore, wore floor-length denim skirts. <laughs> so this is your wife's and, mom. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we don't have to get super specific, but um, okay. So, yeah, but uh, so she was probably <laughs> mother-in-law. It's uh, safe to say that there's a chance that your wife was conceived on a swing. I don't know. We, 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 we'll end it there. Yeah. Well, let's, she, talk, about she may be mom, let's talk about where your mom was conceived. Uh, yeah, that's um, God. This, uh, they this had is a, sex, really uh, a sex a uh, sex seesaw. Hey, look. We live in a very. I live in a very sex positive uh, world. Okay. We we. I am. I think that uh, sex workers are people too. I do too. I think that uh, everyone is uh, can determine their own sexual destiny and sexual preferences. Thank you very much. Thank and you. And pronouns. By the way, uh, hey, uh, happy Pride Month, guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, happy Pride Month. Yeah, yeah it is. I, that's why I wore this rainbow shirt. I didn't think you, you did. Guys, I was I wondering. You guys would notice that. But, yeah, he's uh, uh, for the record. He is wearing a blue fisherman shirt. It's uh, well, it's one of the uh, <laughs> colors of the rainbow. Okay, yes. So the other rainbow the nipple other, tassels. I have the other uh, uh, members of Roy G. Biv uh, <laughs> shirt. Roy G. Biv. Yeah, the colors of the prism. Uh, uh, oh, full disclosure, everybody. We had some. What are these called? These uh, IV bag margaritas today. Oh yeah, yeah they are drinking that. Yeah. Quite uh, back to the pride thing, right? So I'm seeing oh. a, I'm seeing a lot of. Um, so a lot of memes about you know corporations like they sort of switching their logos over to like pride, um, you know yeah. pride colors and stuff, right? And so I'm like, hey man, that's great. You know, as a society, we're progressing. And then now I start seeing all these memes about people bitching that like they're doing that. And I guess my my whole point is like that's like pretty. F- and now is 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 it going to be perfect? Probably not, but. That's like that's really good progress, man. You know. Well, but I, but but people are, are people they do- have to complain. People like 
you yeah. get you get complain you you complain for recognition. Right. That's an easy easy layer. What were you right saying there. earlier? If you're walking around with a with yeah. a hammer. If, if, you're, if, if you're walking you're around find hammer, some nails, every, everything looks like a nail. Oh, everything looks like a nail, yeah. And that's completely and totally true. Yeah. So I've always said that. Yeah. No, you, you haven't. If you want to, I've want never to heard you say will. that. I use it in certain circles. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's also about you know what energy you put out into the world. You'll bring it back to yourself. You know, Everyone knows this. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle. If you, you guys read Eckhart Tolle? It's a very br- much. It's a brute brutus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you ever get a chance, you should listen to his podcast. <laughs> Um, Eckhart Tolle will tell you that uh, any energy you put out into the world, you will anticipate bringing mm, it back to yourself. That's true, so, yeah. So if you're putting out that sort of energy, you will always bring it back. Yeah. Yep. That's Elon Musk is uh, <laughs> also his saying he uses a lot. Yeah, that's why he's that's why he's married to Grimes. Uh, Leanne Grimes? Oh, partner, sorry, partner. <laughs> Leanne Grimes. <laughs> he had a country girl girlfriend. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's in Texas now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, hey, so everybody, this is Beer Blood in the Bayou. Bo- Brower here. Boca Chica. This is Ralph. This is James. And I got a, I got a dog story. Josh so about See what y'all think about it. Is it about your wolf? No, no, no. no he's fine. We, uh, the old lady's ex, sometimes we watch his dog. I've told you in of course you do an episode. It's a Pomeranian. Yeah. No. In episode two, I think I told you all about him, my or the listener about um drinking out of the toilet and smiling at me. Well, he's gotten older now. You know, three years have passed, so now he's that's twenty one more years. The dog's getting old. So like a he calls it a silver lab. Looks like a Weimer Rhymer or whatever. But he dropped him off the other day, and um, it was Wednesday. Remember, it was storming real bad, like yeah, thunder. Yeah. I mean, lightning. It was bad. Um. And he dropped him off so we could watch him. He had to go to town, and he made a comment that he's like, "Oh, one more thing. There's about a twenty percent chance when there's a thunderstorm that he's gonna shit everywhere." <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> he's gotten older and he can't. It freaks him out. and He can't uh, hold it in. And I'm like, no. that, that reminds me of my. Uh, Wait, hold on. So what happened? You can tell. You can break in. No, no I my, just br- wanna... my, my brother-in-law handed off his almost two-year-old son to us one time, and we had to watch him. In a semi-emergency situation, and he said, "Yeah, you got everything he needs. Got his clothes, got everything. Oh, and don't forget his night terrors." <laughs> Walks off. Same thing. Like night terrors. <laughs> he just wakes up in the middle of the night and screams bloody. Well, the bad thing about this is it no, was, no was it bad. Was it bad? Oh God, it was bad. <laughs> it was awful. So oh. tell me what, like, what, like, what would he do? He got like, a video hang on, of it. Y'all, I got a video of it. Y'all. You do not have a video. I have a video. Oh my God, should I pause? I was totally audio. joking. No, no. Do you no. have you have a fucking video? Yeah, no, I have. Are a, you? I mean, do you feel comfortable? I mean, you're sharing a lot about you know your family. Quiet, today. you. Quiet, you. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, exa- like you have. Do you have an index? Like, it looks like you know. Yeah, we exactly need to address this. Hang on, keep it going. Mm, yeah, sorry. So go ahead. So finish your story while he's looking for this video. Uh well, we can. I want to listen. No, 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 well, no, no. Okay, no. well, so, so he. So, um, yeah. The 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 first thing is is I'm pretty sure that he knew that this storm was coming because when he walked off, he was. He was aware that it was going to be a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of bad nights, listen to this. Hang on a second. <laughs> We're going to hey, make sure this, pull this video up here. <laughs> oh, shit. He does not look happy. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Uh, that's, that's real. That would be in the middle of the night. Uh, just freaked out. Like, just night. freaked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then. Wow. This, and he's like 19. Yeah. Very bad. Yeah. So not oh, fine. we got a name. We got a name. Yeah. Well, so anyway, take that uh, unpost. Probably yeah. not because I'm too lazy. No. So I the, the the part that made it worse after he said that comment is he I watched him out the window walking off and I 
about 90% sure he had it on Weather Channel and was like laughing that the storm, he knew there was a bad storm coming. Like, I don't think he went out of town. I think he just didn't want to deal with it. And I was kind of thinking, okay, well, there's a 20% chance that he's going to shit with the storm. But I think that he, it, obviously, he had the percentages off because. <laughs> <laughs> Not a numbers guy. No, I think it was more of an 80% chance. But the next morning, I, I don't know if you've ever had a, a puppy when they're, you know, they, they're learning to potty train. Yeah. And that smell in the morning when you know that you got a shit live one. Did they, not, they, shit did not go right. Yeah, they, they, they did it. So I, uh, I woke up and I had to go to work. And I woke up not because of my alarm this morning, but it was because of that, that puppy smell of someone. I, and I knew Ghost was past that point of pooping. And I didn't think Jackson did it. I didn't fart or anything. It was just, it was clearly, a, a, it was clearly Zeke that got a little scared. Zeke? And, yeah. Yeah, Zeke, the yeah. dog. And I, um, I didn't know where it was. It's like a Mykonos bodybuilder's yeah. name, Zeke. Yeah, Ashley was asleep. I'm from Mykonos. Right, and I, <laughs> I'm Zeke. I'm Zeke. I'm from Mykonos. You want your own? I, I get it. Dogs get scared. <laughs> Ghosts get scared. We we have a vest, a thunder. It's called a thunder vest. Yeah. He wears when it, to, to help him out. Dogs freak out, but I never heard a dog that shits. But it was, and I kind of thought, you know, it wasn't real, but it was. And I woke up to the smell. The smell, yeah. But you know that it's close because it's very pungent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you don't know where it is. Oh. And I took a f- step out of bed, and yeah. I'm like, pissed as shit. Ugh. No pun intended. And I take another step. Wait, 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 wait. You in it? I'm in, I'm in bed. I know, but you stepped in it when you- the first I, step No, I, 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 I smelt something. I, I right, right. sat up, stood up, took yeah. one step forward, yeah. and I was like half asleep. It was dark still. And I took a step- the next step forward, and that's when I slid into like a Tim Tebow move. Like I literally, because we have we're not wealthy, but we have an old house with wood yeah, floors. Yeah, and I slid because my left foot was entering where he had shit everywhere next oh, to my bed. No, uh, if you so I like next took, to your bed. literally took a knee into this <laughs> shit, like a literally like Tim Tebow. I woke up one step, Tim Tebow. And just went right into wow. this. Wow! And you, ha- you know, you're just trying to get it for work. He shit like explosive, dude. Oh no! I, I'm not. I, and I, he shit the I, next day. There's a little bit more of a thunderstorm, like a baby storm, yeah. but enough to where it would make him poop a little How long more. The, wait, was it? Car- we had him for was two car- nights. Was a carpet? One was a, the second day was a rug. We had him for two nights. First one was right by my bed, just to fuck with me, I guess. And I slid into it <laughs> and I had to clean it up. And it was my just I had in my toenails. I had to take a shower for work. That's 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 just that's night one. The next night, the next day, he came to pick the dog up, and he was uh, he knows where our extra key is, and he came to get the dog, but he didn't walk around past oh. the entry of the door because the kitchen had even more from day two. Maybe he saw it and he's like, I oh, fuck this shit. Or he, he had smelled it. I mean, dude, you're telling me that he, he didn't clean it up. What well, a I don't think he knew. Who he, is this fucking guy? We know he him? may have thought that we yeah. shit. Do we know this guy? In his defense. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, is maybe not your He dog knows shit, that yeah. we're, we have stomach problems, but he yeah. it's uh, shit two I, days in a row. This reminds me of uh, <clears throat> my, own, I, my own dog. Uh, I used to share a bed with my dog before I was uh, a married man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. He was a, he was a, he's a beautiful, cute little dog. Great he's sleeper. Very old now. And one night, um, don't remember what happened, but in a thunderstorm, I think he was just not feeling good. And I hear this word like, and I wake up and dog, I am not lying to you when I say this, 
shit in my face. I mean, he shit in your in face. My on your face. In my fucking face. In my face. I run out of the bedroom. <laughs> and I mean, I, it's all over my pillow. Oh, it's uh, it's in my eye. You, you know how you wake up in the morning and you have eye boogers in your eye? These are shit boogers. I had oh to my dig out God. Dog shit out of my eye. That is so I like wash my. I mean, like, I. I, I wa- and it's, it's a great day. And too. I felt so bad. But yeah. <laughs> it, was a it was a pug, right? And a puggle. Yeah, a puggle. 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 A puggle. Yeah. What's his name, Brian? Right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like half a kitchen trash. In a <laughs> shit. Do you still have Brian? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's, he's still, hanging on. He's you still have Brian. He's blind. He's, he's uh, blind. Yeah, it's bad. He's he's barely hanging on. Brian. But anyway, yeah. Didn't the other guy? The other guy got the other dog. What's the What's the other dog's name? Toby. Yeah, Toby. That's right. So uh, how's yeah. Toby? Is Toby? He's still super alive? healthy he's, and running. And <laughs> yeah, no, he's blind and he's uh, deaf. So. <laughs> So yours is a little, <laughs> yeah. a, a little less old and decrepit. Those, those, those designer. Toby is blind and deaf. Yeah, those designer hybrids are uh, susceptible. Yeah, to they, a lot need, of, they, they need, don't have a lot of shelf life. They need to stop doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah, they're 13 years old. So let's get real here. I mean, yeah, they were only supposed to live like 10 to 12 years, and they're yeah. Out, it's like some their, Wuhan science experiment gone wrong. Too. Yeah, they're there's not. a topical joke for you. So, but yeah, I was uh, I had I was shit in the face. Um, that's and, shit. You uh, got shit faced. That's right. Mm. Well, I wish I was. It was a you know, a, you know, in, in of all the things that dogs ever done, that was the least mad I was ever. It, strangely, the least mad I was ever because I felt so bad for him because I could tell he wasn't feeling good, and so he took it out on me and shit in my face. But yeah, you know, all that being said, well, I didn't know dogs shit during storms. That's totally totally news to I me. I gotta be but... honest with y'all. I've had my this. I've I I currently have the last dog I will ever have the rest of my life. I kind of feel like that's all uh, my old lady is going to think too now. She's like, I asked her straight up, I go, do you think you would uh, get a dog like Ghost again? And she's like, I didn't get to finish. She's like, nope. Nope. No. It really does stop you from doing everything. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. uh, Go get a dog. Go get a dog. I got a a dog story real quick. Oh, here we go. Boring. No. I mean, so it's real quick, actually. So I used to have this dog, though, but whenever the smoke detector would go off, so back in my old apartment, you guys remember Peppy? Oh, yeah. So whenever the fucking smoke detector would go off in my old apartment, it happened all the time. It was like this really, I don't know, fucking really sensitive. Any, anytime we fucking cooked, right? So that fucking dog would squeeze these, tur- I mean, he just, he would sit there and he'd just fucking shake and then just throw, tur- out. throw turds onto the carpet, dude, every single time. Chihuahuas, man. Yeah, man. He was so, that, that poor dog, dude, just like suffered with mental illness. You should never no get a Zola chihuahua. No Zola for him, dude. No. No Xanax for him. Right. Never get a Chihuahua. Yeah. So Unless you're into that, I guess. But. <clears throat> All right. Well, so, okay. Do you guys want to move into the beer section? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I had- Oh, no break. There's no com- we have no support anymore for commercials. What are you talking about? You just went right we're into it. We're going right into it. All right. Screw it. Who cares? Why don't, do, you really, do you really want a commercial for your fucking- I, I had one set up. I'll, I'll, I'll email it to you. You do? No. Go on. Okay. All right. So a couple weeks ago, uh, I had my buddy Aaron Inkrot over here from St. Arnold. Should we drop last names now? Yeah. That's his name. He's totally okay with me using his last right, name. Well, we'll get sued. Anyhow, so I, I did it. We, we, we cooked some barbecue. Um, we drank some really good beer. We had some discussions about beer. So, um, oh, that's funny. What? Because you came over to get the microphone. That's right. And you downplayed that it was just a boring interview, but it sounds like it was a lot of fun. It I was amazing. Invited. We had such a good time. I could have just you walked recorded over. a podcast with him? No, I just he recorded did an interview. session. Just did an interview. That's what the beer section oh. is. Yeah. Oh, you're going to play? I'm, I'm going to play right now. Okay. Go. All right, here we go. Wait, are you ready? Are you guys ready? I yeah. guess so. I was okay. invited. I'm going to throw it in right here. 
All right, so uh, Aaron Inkrot, Mr. Aaron Inkrot from Saint Saint Arnold. What is? It? I've never heard of that brewery. What is? What is? Where, where is that exactly? Uh, we are located in the heart of downtown Houston, Texas. Lions Avenue, right? Something like that. Two thousand Lions Avenue. You want to hear a really funny story? Okay. Well, it's not a funny story, but it's 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 pretty incredible. My yeah. mother's maiden name mm-hmm. is Lions. L Y O N S. No way. And so she clearly feels that it's serendipitous that I... Absolutely. And what, You're supposed to work there. Yeah. So mother loves it. So wow. And it's, that's great. Well, yeah. Thanks for, um, thanks for coming over here. And we've, we've been talking about this for a very long time. Yeah, Cheers. we have been. Yeah. yeah. And um, I know, you know it's been, been a couple of false starts. Um, the idea was we're going we're gonna to cook some food. We're going to drink some beer. You're, you're cooking food. Yeah, I'm cooking food. You're not. Yep. Yeah. We're going to cook some food. We're going to do some barbecue, and uh, we're going to eat that, supposedly. There's been no food so far. Do you like that? Uh, that's you're fine. Star- you're probably starving. Uh, I'm a bit famished. Yeah. I, I yeah. Uh, made <laughs> dinner for my family before I came here, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat anything because he's going to make <laughs> Snow's chicken, and I'm going to be there at 7. Yeah, he's exactly. Like, so yeah. I'm going to eat, and then we'll be fine. Right, but it's like hours, right? Like hours away. So expectations pretty low right and now. And here you are not eating, and so <laughs> I'm not one for appetizers. You know why? Because I can't fucking control myself because all the appetizers, they come out, if I can stuff myself, and I yeah. don't enjoy my dinner. Your neighbor did put a shirt on. He did. That's good. Yeah, That's, that's good. That's Jared. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So uh, Jared. Jared. Yeah, that's him. So. Hi, Jared. Jared's a good guy. My name's Aaron. This is Aaron. Hey, He's drinking. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? You got old fashioned that? there, bud. Yeah. Oh, that's you good. You didn't bring any. No, we didn't bring anybody for anybody. No, no, we're we're okay. You're um, okay. Yeah. Ah, man, it's always it's always good to see Jared. You know. What'd you think? He's a good guy. Yeah. 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 That that brief introduction, yeah, yeah, he seems good. He's going to make me an old fashioned later, so he and, can't be that bad of a and guy. And that's amazing, right? I mean, that's um, you know, I tell you what, there's, sorry, real quick, sorry, finish your story about Lines Avenue. So your, so your mom. Well, the only thing was is is when I was applying for the job. Yeah. And my mom was quick to point. Well, I I don't know if it was her or me that pointed out. I was like, Mom, they're on, they're on Lines Avenue, and Mom yeah. was like, Oh, I knew. Oh, I know. Oh. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it. And she's like, you're going to get it. Wow. That's so cool. Okay, real quick. Sorry. I guess we should say to people who are listening, right? So Aaron Inkrot, so you're Mr. St. Arnold, right? So, I would think that's Brock Wagner. Actually. I know. That guy's, I, I was trying to get him on, but this is the best I could get. You know? I, can, so, I can introduce you. Oh, thank God. I know a guy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, John Denman gets him on his podcast, but you know, me, whatever. No, I'm just joking. I've never, I've met, no, actually I've met Brock a few times. Fucking super great, nice guy. Mm-hmm. Talk to him about beer. Probably, probably wore his ear off. Um, he's like, get this fucking guy out of here. He's a fucking weirdo. But he was super nice, man. I can't say nice enough things about the dude. So, um, but so okay. So you. So when did you start? When did you start at Saint Arnold? I will be celebrating my tenth year in August. Holy shit! Ten years. Yeah. Wow, I didn't um, know that. God, that's a long time. I started out as a tour guide, uh-huh. or technically as a. I poured beers in the tour hall. Um, for about a year, and then the new location. The right? new location. Yeah. I, I, wait, 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 I. When was the new location? When did that? The one down. Uh, they've been there, uh, or they. We we've been there for twelve years now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I came in as just to pour beer on the Saturday tours. Uh, we only had Saturday tours then, and we would have them three times throughout the Saturday. And I, I was currently working in uh, the music industry, working in recording studios, and. Was trying to find a transition out of it. Yeah. To, I had. Were you I'd, working here in town or? Yeah, here in town. Okay. Um, and 
I was big into beer ever since college, obviously. Who isn't? Who isn't? <laughs> but I mean, I, I definitely had an affinity towards those who made beer because yeah. uh, I was a bartender uh, at an Irish pub that had that had their own beer. They they contracted it out to a smaller brewery. Ghost but, brewing. Uh, contract. Is that the, is, wait? Go, what's ghost? Ghost. I I, I I actually haven't heard that. I heard ghost. Like that's what I've always used, but that's not the. I, I've. It's always been understood as a contract okay, brewery, so okay. you would pay someone to brew your product, and then then that you you okay. get it. That's kind of what we. Maybe I'm making that up. That's what we did with um, uh, BJ's Brewery. Yeah, BJ's, we we right? we, we right. con- they contracted us okay, to brew okay, a bunch okay. of their stuff. But anyways, yeah, there was a place called Harvest Moon Brew Pub, mm-hmm. um, right in where I went to school, and I I could see where it was made. I. I really enjoyed it, and so while I was doing music and getting into music production and working in, in in studios, I still had I made friends with a lot of you know some brewers that that worked yeah. there, and kind of I I had this kind of kinship with them. At least yeah. I did, because um, the analogy that I always use and how I went from recording to to beer was the the cool thing about being the brewer is that you're not just the recording engineer you're also yeah. the musician yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know the the musician writes the song but yeah. they need to hire someone to you know record it and get that idea out but the benefit of being the brewer is you have the idea but you also have the the know-how to create it yeah so yeah. that that i took that kind of uh, I, I took that analogy and just it's a very creative I, process I, like it it there's planted nothing. in me and it just yeah. I, it's it continues to grow so you, and so you poured beer so so you poured so okay you started off poured beer beer then and then there was an opportunity to be, become a tour guide and so kind of because it was just brock and yeah. a couple of other people that would switch off once a month there was yeah. only four tour guides and yeah so i was like yeah I'll, i'd be happy to give a tour and yeah. um so that and did that for a long time and then did that for about a year year and a half they had a brewer's open position open that was always the long goal yeah um i also did i also volunteered at um at no label for for quite a while when they they hadn't started they were just giving free free beer away they hadn't quite like bought a commercial equipment yet yeah but my my like you're going out my there and my goal figure, yeah figure, figure shit out my name my goal was i need to put my name out yeah and because that was kind of how it was in the industry at the time was you just need to be there and yeah. they'll notice you and uh um you're passionate about beer and that was like kind of the big thing so yeah that's uh that i mean that's kind of how you build your resume absolutely like you, just, absolutely you just keep your face there the brewers at st arnold knew me at the time and yeah and once the there was a job opening and Vin, well, vince was there right vince was vince uh mandeville yeah. yeah yeah so he was so, so vince from brash now he's at a wonder so was he he was there when you were maybe starting he's, out? yeah he's been a mentor for a long time like yeah. he i knew him before i was brewing yeah and um because uh, just through mutual friends that that I kind of connected with, and um, he was a reference when I applied. Uh, Joel, oh, that's Swi- cool. Joel Swift. Uh, oh, Joel. Okay. Um, he's with Eureka. Uh, he was a reference, and um, how do you know Joel? Just a long time. A long time. Yeah. Is that, is that a long story? Okay. That's a, that's. No, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we go way back. That's cool, man. That's um, cool. Yeah. No, Joel's a great guy. Um, and case. Casey, uh, yeah. Casey Motes and I, we we knew each other before either of us really? had professional jobs. Are you serious? Perfor- professional brewing jobs. Yeah, Wait, we were homebrew like we were homebrewers, home and we would together. we would share our beers together. Really? Um, you know, and he was he's he's a great. I mean, he's obviously a great nah, brewer, he's a but he was dude, he's yeah. great homebrewer too. So we yeah, and we fed off each other and like. 
designing beers together and, yeah. and just kind of feeding off each other and growing within that. And yeah, um, I got the job at St. Arnold and then a f- like a, y- a year or so later, Casey came on too yeah. and we, we got to work there together and um, obviously he's doing really well with Fuck, Eureka yeah. now. So it's, Dude, uh, I, was in, I was in there the other day talking about um, actually something that's kind of like under the cards right now that may come out. But listen, I was in there talking and dude, they got some new tanks. The mm-hmm. place is huge. I cannot even believe where they're at right now. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, they're doing good. Full production. I mean, just blowing and going. It's insane, dude. It's you good know? to see friends do well. I know. It's just, and I, you know, even this, like, so this neighborhood, so we're like in Oak Forest, you know, Heights area, but just kind of seeing these guys start out and then they're just getting bigger and bigger. I just, I don't see any brewery, um, at least in this area, you know. They're never regressing, right? They're only pro, you know, progressing, and it seems like they're just, you know, more volume, um, more production, and I don't know. For me, as a beer nerd, it makes me really, really happy that I can yeah. walk to these breweries and just see these guys, you know, they're fulfilling their dreams, you know, and it makes me fucking super happy. Except for that whole Carbach thing that's like right down the street, you know. <laughs> I'm just joking. We're, we won't go there. We won't go there. Okay, cool. So, um, so your tour guide, so you, you get on brewing. Yeah. And at the time it was, uh, two shifts morning yeah. and an afternoon shift. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, we were brewing a lot of BJ's beer at yeah. the time, contract brewing with them. What was, the, what was that one? Tatanka Stout, right? You know that yeah, one? that's one. Remember? I do remember. I like that one. That it was, was a good beer. I was not. I think was, the benefit of, of, of having, having brewing those beers is. Is the is the recipe knowledge, yeah. especially on a production scale, is mm-hmm. most craft breweries that you see are, you know, anywhere between their their flagship brand might be, you know, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety percent potentially yeah. of all you make. Um, but the benefit of uh, at St. Arnold with, with with contracting with BJ's was, I mean, you were every day was a different beer. Yeah, and some sometimes you not might not see that same beer for for two weeks so really? it was hmm. it was constantly making different beers and and seeing and uh seeing how it progresses through yeah. not only the brew house but through fermentation and finally filtration and i remember that that was like that was kind of my first exposure to like a brew pub right and that was such a weird foreign concept you know back in the day i mean i guess there were other like smaller brew pubs or whatever but me personally um i could go there it was a beer that I couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. And I remember that Tatanka Stout. I mean, me personally, being like in my mid-20s or whatever it was. Good beer, 8%. Yeah. Like exactly. a lot of chocolate. Eight, it was 8%? Ni- I didn't do that nitro- nitrogenated, yeah. so really creamy. It was and good, dude. And I, It's a good beer. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember like bringing friends there and like, you know, we would eat. I'm like, oh, you got to try this. And they would say, that's fucking disgusting. You're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. They had these spring rolls that were really good. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking. Yeah. What was it? They're, God, what were they? They were like avocado spring rolls. Yes. Boom. They were delicious. Oh, my God. I got it at the back of the Rolodex. He was like, <laughs> dude, but they were so good. But and, I, oh, I yeah. really liked. Um, Buffalo chicken pizza. Jeremiah. No, I wasn't going to say. I was going to say another beer. Um, oh, another beer. Okay. Jeremiah Red and Piranha. Oh, like, Jeremiah I was. Red, so right. I was. Yeah. So I came. I moved to Houston. About fifteen somewhat, about fifteen years ago, yeah, and from Jer- from New Jersey, and moved in with my parents because it was an easy transition. 
New Jersey. Um, where in New, New Jersey? I went to school at Rutgers. And, oh, Rutgers. And I... Oh, wait. Hold on. Sorry. You're too fancy for this house. I need you to leave. No, no, no. Like, I can't. Somebody from Rutgers... I, I don't know. I went to Sam fucking Houston State University. I don't feel... Listen, I feel there's like a class and difference, like a power imbalance. I'm just... I'm telling you how I feel right now, man. It's a state school. It's yeah. not Ivy League. <laughs> Rutger, he went to Rutgers. I don't know. It just it's in every movie, right? It's like yeah, so undergrad, Rutgers, un- undergrad at Rutgers. Uh, you know, I don't know. think a lot of people talk about Rutgers like really. That, I think so. Oh, maybe they do. I don't know. I'm from Texas, so it's like <laughs> it's all I got. So after you lambasted my my yeah. my uh, school, we're going. <laughs> um, but I uh, yeah, so I Rutgers, the best, the best, best, most, best <laughs> Ivy League school ever, <laughs> Rutgers. And yeah, let's. Oh, we're drinking uh, Anchorage Brewing. Um, which what are we drinking here? Uh, Easy Evil. Please, please uh, explain it because this is uh, beer, blood, and bayou. So yeah. I think you sh- you uh, don't do you, you should explain every beer you're drinking. Actually, <laughs> I mean, like, so here's the thing. So it's like, um, I'm a um, I'm a fake beer blogger, right? So well, let, I, uh, then give it here. Well, hold on, let no, me, let me force give it to hold. me, okay, and then well, I'll on, then on, I'll right. tell the I'll tell the crowd okay, what we're drinking thank, here. Thank you. Go ahead. We are drinking uh, Anchorage Brewing Company. Yeah. Uh, and it's their Easy Evil Black Raspberry Saison with uh, Britannomyces. One of the cool things about them, they always advertise this, uh, what is it, like triple yeast or something like that? Um, oh, where is it at? Like, so triple, triple fermented, basically. So it goes through stainless fermentation. Stainless, okay. So standard going brew yeah. house to a stainless tank ferment into a... Fooder. Into a barrel or a fooder. Dude, their fooders like fooders, their fooders are gorgeous. Are fucking crazy, yeah, dude. yeah. They had they had to disassemble their fooders to get inside their building because they didn't have a door big enough. So like, wow. And then uh, the third would be bottle conditioning, which is adding a little bit of yeast and um, hmm. uh, sugar to their old fooders. At, so at the brewery, you can go in, you can you sit in their fooders, like you can. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. They yeah. have like seating in their old ones, and it's, um, it's fabulous. Fabulous beer. It's, Gabe, it's Gabe fucking Fled- great. Gabe I, Fletcher I, knows what he's doing. So Gabe, um, he used to uh, work at Midnight Sun. That's where he yeah, started. Yeah, that's where he started. Yeah. But what beer? Actually, I think he did. Did he do Deal with the Devil at Midnight Sun? Uh, it's I. So the story that I know is yeah. Deal with the Devil is this big, huge sure. barley wine, barrel aged and cognac barrels. Yeah. But Ooh. now there's like a several iterations of yeah, it in yeah, different yeah. formats. I thought he did one. First. One of the greatest white whales for any beer hunter is yeah. the Midnight Sun M. I don't know that one. M is a, it's a Belgian, it's it's a barley wine that uses a Belgian yeast strain. I've never had it because who, like, you you have to, it's impossible to get. It's a white yeah. whale. It's a Moby Dick. Um, yeah, that makes me think of all those hunting days that I used to do. The old, the good old days. Chasing beers. Chasing beers. Dude, I had somebody, so I was working, the reason why I have this bottle and a bunch of other ones, <coughs> I was working in Alaska for, for a year, um, a couple of years ago. One of my coworkers, so after I left, they did this Omnipolo collaboration where oh. they had the wax cans. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember seeing something on, yeah. Dude, so uh, this, my coworker, Amanda, Amanda, probably shouldn't say her last name, but she waited in line for me. Two and a half hours to get me two of these wax cans. Secondary market, three hundred bucks, probably a can. Right? Long, longest I waited in line, yeah, was three or four hours, and I did that twice. For who? Um, 
uh, Pliny the Younger. Yeah. Um, nice. And that was an incredible experience. And that was like, that was the early days, probably. Yeah, it was, I'm trying to remember, I think that was, I don't know. It was a long time ago, but uh, it was the last year that allowed that you could drink as much younger as you yeah. were. Now it's yeah. like a ticketed system, and you can only get three, three, glo- three pours. But uh, we were with uh, two other couples, and by the they ran it really well. Russian River ran it really well because as soon as you get inside their pub, it's not like you know four or five deep in the bar. Yeah, no, it's like. A casual restaurant experience. No shit. And the six spots that they had available yeah. were at the bar. Wow. So all six of us, all, like all my friends, Ugh. we're just hanging out and we're in there for, I don't know, four or five hours and just, wow. and it's, Younger yeah, is, I, I mean, never, I Younger is a great beer. Is it worth three hours? I think that's purely subjective. Yeah. Was it worth it to me? Absolutely. Because the beer, experience, absolutely. What, what beer is great for is just building on community and it, it means nothing yeah. if you can't share it with somebody and i got to share that experience with five other people that i really care about exactly so. yeah and i I've, dude i've never been i mean i've always wanted to go i mean the, I, I guess the stars have never really aligned i mean i always get everything fucking like third hand it seems like but you know the other I don't, I don't have a here's what i don't have and here's why i'm glad that you and i are best friends is because you know what you're gonna take me to some places okay okay do you understand that's fine i tried I'm, to get you to topping goliath yeah, that I, I didn't schedules didn't schedules didn't, didn't align. Out, but listen, we'll, we'll do not, something. Listen, it's not going to stop there. Okay, I, I hope it doesn't. I will be relentless. <laughs> so let me tell you something. So I'll, I'll give you a quick little like my wife, right? So I never got to go to ACL ever. Right? Okay, okay. Always wanted to go to ACL. Wife's like, I've been like a half a dozen times. Whatever. I was like, I've never been. Take me. I know exactly. I was like, yeah. That's secretly you saying, take me. Exactly. Ben, right. Take me. So the point is, is that <laughs> I don't even know what my point is. My point is, is that I need somebody to travel with to go on beer adventures. All right. And I, I don't. That's I'm what not, my I'm, wife and I did pre kids. No shit. She, she hates we, it. My wife hates beer. We, that was our courtship, basically. Wow. Was beer. We met at a bar, Mucky Duck. Um, what a great fucking we, we were at a, we were at a, a show. Yeah. I'm trying to remember her name. This is bad that I don't remember the artist's name. That's okay. You remember your wife's name, right? Uh, Leah. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> You're going to want to remember that. Um, she, the, the crazy story is she, my brother-in-law worked at the company, the same company at the time. I had just moved here. Leah was a big fan, was, was, was friends with my, friends with my brother-in-law yeah. and she had hung out with my sister at different like you know company events and things like that, and like hanging out with them. And as soon as it's like, "Hey, we're going out. We don't have the kids. We're going to take my brother-in-law out." Yeah, and that's me. And and that's he's you. like, "Hey, you should take him here." And and she was like, "I'm going to go with you because I don't get to hang out with your wife, my sister." And so that's so that's how we met. My wow. And uh, we we liked beer and we went to the flying saucer a bunch when we were, da- while we were dating, we have, we both have three plates at the saucer. What? Yeah. Um, my quote, which I'm still very proud of yeah. an IPA a day keeps the bad beer away. <laughs> um, I'm laughing cause it's, it's true. It is true. Yeah. It's very, well, the right IPA, the right IPA. Well, the right, yeah, well, the, yeah. The, the right IPA. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're having, uh, we're not going to get into it, but okay, sorry. We have so, so many tangents. I don't know how we're going to get back to what we, we were originally back, talking yeah. about. So I was trying to get, I was trying to go through the progression of career. Oh, at yes. At St. Arnold. 
Um, so I was some Rutgers. Yes. So I moved around. We're out of beer, but go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, yeah. So got on as a brewer, uh, shift brewer. Um, we were, we were two shifts at the time and then, but we started to grow. So we needed to go to three shifts. Yeah. So that's, uh, 24, five, 24 hours, five days a week. And, um, moved up. We needed, uh, we, we got a role. We developed a role called lead, uh, lead shift brewer, which means we would have a brewer on the filter seller side, a brewer on making, you know, brewing, uh, uh making work. And then a lead guy that kind of monitored all th- uh, those, yeah. those two things yeah. and kind of kept kept progression going um and then uh vince left went to brash i took over the barrel room um did Still barrel want, i want to go in the barrel room you haven't been there yet i haven't been oh. I, don't get, we should, I don't i don't i don't get any invites <laughs> Well, we should. We I'm should joking. Go. They're they're like tickets. I just never buy them. We should. We should go sometime. I want to go to the barrel room. I want to sweat like you do. <laughs> I want to sweat in the barrel room. It's sixty degrees. You can't sweat up there. Wait, I thought it was. Wait, where you were saying? That's the cellar. Oh, the cellar. <laughs> cellar is where the uh, hey, centrifuge, who, filtration, hey, and all hey, the fermentation hey. takes, which are glycol controlled. So. Guess who's been drinking? I'll give you a hint. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh. And then, so barrel management for a while, um, operations, uh, brew house operations. Um, and then uh, my current role is. Wait, were you head brewer? Yeah, yeah. So brew house operations, head you're brewer. You're just kind of, you're, hold on. You're just kind of, because like, I was like, hey, listen, dude, I'm like, I know the head brewer at, at, at St. Arnold's. And then you're like, <laughs> no, man, I ain't head brewer no more. I am. Uh, Brewing innovation manager. So Eddie so Gutierrez is I, our I, is our head brewer. I know that guy too. Yeah, he's, he's a cool cat. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah, but um, I'd be like, yeah, I know the I know the head brewer. He's like, oh, no, innovation manager. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm kidding, dude. You guys have been fucking producing some bangers lately. And so that main responsibility is obviously the the um, it's a fancy title for research and development. Yeah, R and D. Yeah. Um, and so res helping develop new recipes but at st arnold it's very important that we involve all of our brewers to 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 get into r&d and you guys also have like you guys have a commu- like a community outreach too so you guys have i thought you guys have like a don't you like you invite folks like from just you know various to kind of key in i want to say do i remember this or you guys get like outside input around used, like i mean we used to do stuff like Big bad brew bash, yeah, and like home brewers would would come in, and we mm-hmm. we haven't done that in a long time. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'll say I remember that, but that was okay. yeah. We we haven't done that in quite a bit. Okay. Um, I I mean not to say that we'll ever do it again, but it's yeah. There's no plans to right now. Yeah. Um, but also like raw material research and you know efficiency improvements and yeah. And, God, uh, so you're like a real brewery now. <laughs> like a. I mean, it's a science, right? Well, I mean, I mean it's. It, I mean, it's it's beyond a science, obviously now. But I mean, it's um. You guys are. I always like to say that it's it's fifty fifty science and, and creativity because it is a marriage yeah. of both. Um, yeah. But it's a. I mean, it's a plant. It's it's an operation plant yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, no, it's it is a massive operation. I mean, um, you can see it from the highway. It makes my heart flutter every single time I drive by there. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So. So your day to day, I mean, tell me about kind of what you what you do on a day to day basis. It's I'm I'm fortunate to have a 
uh, an occupation that I I enjoy, I love to to create, you know, a libation. Yeah. Like I I love the idea that I I'm a part of a consumable product. Yeah. Um, even even very similar to when I was working in recording studios, I really loved the idea that I was a part of something that was providing someone joy. Yeah. And that's the same thing with beer. I think the benefit with what's even greater with beer than it is so with 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 the size of rec- uh, recording was or is is there's this whole community aspect yeah. that I we are nothing without the community yeah. St. Arnold for that right. matter and it's our success is based off of people coming in to the garden or like buying our beer you know throughout the state of Texas and Louisiana and it's cool to I have so much fun going to a party and seeing St. Arnold beer. Oh yeah. And I I bet dude. I've had it's I've like, had that batch. Yeah. Cuz we not much time goes by like or there's an occurrence where I haven't tried you know 80 or 90% of the batches that leave whether yeah. it's just like you know an ounce or two. God, so that's crazy. So it's like it's not just scenario like art car, right? It's like that art car. It's that Yeah. Wow. And we, my wife and I moved into a, a neighborhood in uh, 2018. We bought a lot, uh, a land, a, just like a small lot in the neighborhood. And um, we, were, we built a home on it. And yeah. it was cool to just be a part of this community. And they were at this, this neighborhood pool. They had a, you know, they mostly had Carbach. And I, it yeah. was a goal of mine to like, <laughs> you know what? I want this to be a St. Arnold Fuck yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I know the guys at, I know the guys at Carbach, and yeah. I consider them friends. Yeah. Rocky's my boy. I do not. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Rocky's great, and they, they, Brian's a good, good, uh, good, good cat too. And Josh Olade, who's that yeah. guy? What an asshole! <laughs> what an asshole! Traitor! Um, traitor! No. But it's like it's always a friendly competition kind yeah, of no, absolutely. thing. Yeah, absolutely. And sure, sure. We're, we're not. I mean, just like we're nothing without our community. But the whole thing about craft beer is like we're lifting ourselves up be- with each other, and. Um, but I want that. I yeah, want that, no, I want cool. that pool yeah. to be St. Arnold, and, and, it's, and it's I get I, I get immense joy, dude. Fuck yeah, people enjoying what I'm a part of. Yeah, and I love sharing that, yeah. and uh, I hope to continue doing. Dude, that I'll for see a somebody long time. wearing like a T-shirt that I like. I do, you know, I do these dumb fucking T-shirts. Oh, I love them. I was wondering if I should wear the Kate Upton one or not. Whatever, it's up to you. But I wanted to wear an obscure beer shirt that only oh, okay. a true professional brewer would actually wear. <laughs> And, uh, but I'll see, I'll see somebody with a, with a fucking stupid shirt on <laughs> and I'll be like, I don't even know who they are. Right. And I want to go up and give them a hug and be like, Oh my God, thanks for, you know, but like you can't, right. So I I'm going to tell you the shirt though. What is that? The sports center. This is the sports center of Yakima Valley where, where hop selection oh, takes. Hops are, okay. And there's but why, a, bu- but there's this guy with a shotgun. There's like- a pub there. There's a bar called the sports center and there's a neat, so Yakima wow. is a very, very small town. This is so this is too nerdy for me. I wouldn't even know this. And <laughs> take me on a hop selection trip. I'll go. Uh, you get a podcast with Brock. You can ask him if he says yes. Then you get I'll, to go. I'll go. No, no. I'll pay for. I'll pay my own way. I'll be annoying. <laughs> I'll pay my own way. Go ahead. Um, but it's just they have this crazy neon sign with yeah. a moving neon sign of yeah. a guy with a shotgun. And it's called the Sports <laughs> Center, and that's where all the brewers hang out during hop selection, drinking Rainier. Mount Rainier is like the Lone Star. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, no, no, I love yeah, uh, of, of Washington. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I it's, almost bought a Rainier hat today, by the way. Well, you should have. No, well, well, how would you? F- 
Like, I, just I, online, dude, I guess? Or? No, no, it was on my Instagram story. Like, it was one of those ads. And, like, you know, targeted fucking ads. And I looked at it. I was like, holy shit, that, that hat is cool as fuck. Yeah. It's but $30, $35. I couldn't do it. There's, I mean, pre COVID, it was, you know, that was a a yearly trip to go up to Yapka, Yakima yeah. and yeah. to Hop Selection and, and always go to the sports center. And, <sighs> and I, like, in my that role, it's so fucking cool. In my role, it's saying, like, as whether it was as, as, uh, head brewer or my current role yeah. and was taking up, you know, younger brewers and having them experience, you know, uh, hop selection is like, you have to have a rain ear at the sports center. And I would fucking die. Do you hear that? You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? I'm really close. You to haven't heard the Germany stories or the Czech Republic stories. Oh, I'm yet, listening. Have you, heard, you hear this? I would fucking die. That sounds like so much fucking it's, fun. It's fun, but it is yeah. work too. It is work too. Well, I mean, you're going to work. I'm going to fucking get hammered. Okay. <laughs> Like, if I go with you, I'll be like, yeah, go look at those fucking ops. I'm a wee. Like, I'm probably puking. No, I'm joking. No. You can't do that. I'm, jo- I'm joking. I, I be- now I don't know if you are. Hey, look. Not. You're I'm, not invited look, now. I'm a professional. I can be professional. <laughs> if I need to be we professional, We are empty. We should uh, do a chicken check. Yeah, let's do a chicken check real quick. That was go. a good... Um, that was a good little break. Good chicken check. Yes. Um, we're so close. I'm sorry. I know you're probably hungry. That's okay. No, it's okay. No, I'm not. I'm not apologizing. I'm just. Wow. So what do we? What is this? What do we got here? Uh, we have shrams. Okay. Shrams mead. And can we? Can you go ahead and like maybe outside of Detroit, Michigan? Yeah. And um, everybody in the brewing world probably knows the name. At least I would hope they know know the yeah. name Charlie Papazian. He's yeah. he's the basically the father of home brewing. Here, can I, can I see? Here, give me a shot. Sorry, I'm trying to record a little video here. Wow. Um, arguably, what would be that in the mead world would mm. be Ken Schramm. Okay. Um, he wrote the complete mead maker. Okay. Like that's so. In Charlie Papazian, he wrote the joy of homebrewing, which is regarded as the bible of yeah, yeah. You know, as homebrewers. I've never. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just oh, okay. raising the microphone. Um, I've never. I just got into mead like very recently. I mean, so I got my feathered serpent guy down the street, Daniel. Yeah. He's yeah. doing some, you know, doing some really good stuff here locally. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and as I told you before, like I'm not a big mead guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I did not become a mead guy until I had this Shrams mead. Shrams. Okay. So he mostly makes Malamels. Malamels are fruited meads. Okay. Um, cool little backstory about where. Wait, the, hold on. But what are we drinking here? Uh, we're drinking Kentram's uh, Malamel. It's Malamel. Okay, okay. It's a Black Agnes. It's a Black Currant mead. Okay. Um, and they usually list like the percentage of what we do in ABV wise. Yeah. Oh, 11%. 11%. Okay. Um, so Malamel fruited mead. Um, you can only get, he only has one base, like non-fruited mead that he releases and it's called a, a, tans, a Tasmanian style of mead. So he, I, I, non-fruited. So it's just honey. It's just straight up honey. Straight honey. Okay. So most of them are spiced or fruited. So um, real quick. So we have. We have varying, I guess, education levels of people and knowledge about beer. Yeah. So go ahead and explain, since you're like the master, about like what mead exactly is. Okay, mead is fermented honey. Okay. Um, it's typically, obviously, honey is fairly viscous. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be diluted first. So when you make mead, you take a bunch of honey. You typically dilute it down with water so that it can actually be fermented. If you were to mix yeast with just 
like that viscous honey that you buy at a grocery yeah. store, it would never ferment. Um, so it needs to be diluted down. And, and does it, it separate at all? So there's water in there. There's water in. Not in this. This is this is ferment. Yeah. This is fermented juice. This so, is this so is ready to fermented. Consume. It, okay, okay. It's yeah. It's like a. But this. If no one's ever had meat, it would. I would make. Uh, it's close to port. I yeah, guess. Yeah, it is. I it guess. Is. Like, it is. Yeah, there's some right. viscosity to it. There's obviously the sweetness associated yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it it's it's typically higher in alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, the shram stuff is anywhere. I, the stuff that I've had is anywhere between eight and fourteen, sometimes fifteen percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like a wine. Um, the cool thing that like mead is potentially the oldest fermented beverage right um yeah because beer is also an old fermented beverage could because of barley or wheat being stored in vessels in water and then creating you know what we call beer now uh but mead is there's an argument that it could also be the oldest uh, alcoholic beverage um and the honeymead is also where the term honeymoon comes from so you get married you've been you're given a jar of of mead yeah uh, honeymead to uh, consummate the marriage, and ah. um, there it is. Well, I don't need that. <laughs> she just loves me for who I am. I'm joking. No, she doesn't. But um, all right. Yeah, enough talking. Let's um. Yeah. So I. God, it looks like it, it. looks like straight up. Um, I really love sharing. I so I'm. They have a. By the way, I really appreciate you sharing this with me. They have a membership, like not too dissimilar from other cheers. wine clubs. At, yeah, cheers. And other beer beer clubs. Uh. Got that honey? Yeah. Sorry, we're 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 putting our schnauzes in yeah. that glass. Mm. It and it's happy to share because it's these are delicious stuff. Oh my god! Holy shit, that's so fucking good. Oh fuck you! Why'd you do that to me? Because it's important that to share things so that are good. Fucking good, dude. Oh. It is really good. The cool thing God. is, is uh, flood. Dis- I need to call everybody and invite them over here right now. Flood distributing. Dude, that is fucking amazing. Flood distributing just picked them up. What? I don't know. So Srams is a very small producer. Yeah. So what? So I don't know idea? what kind of volume that flood pushes, but I do know, like Brandon at out at. Um, um, so good, oh, dude. what the hell is the name of this shop? This is going to be embarrassing. Beer state. Um, where? 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 Brandon, right off of uh, West Alabama. God. D&Q? D&Q. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brandon. It's okay. Um, uh, yeah, so Flood hooks him up. You can, yeah. I know the first shipment you could get that at. No um, shit. Yeah. Um, but, fo- I mean, you follow Flood, I assume. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but they announced when they got them. But you could get their more, like, Easier to get stuff like statement and yeah. a, and, bout, and a couple of other stuff. They're doing like they're doing three Fontaine, right? Aren't they? Dre, uh, Flood. Yeah, I, I believe they got. Dr- flood, I mean, I know here. they had Cantillon and a couple of other like yeah, lamb, yeah, yeah, lambic, yeah. Want, lambic yeah. ones, but yeah, they carry all the the boutique, all the good shit. All, yeah. I mean, a lot of boutique stuff. That all the good shit. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, this I cannot even overstate how amazing <laughs> this is. Dude. It's that's the important thing. Yeah, it's good and it's. But it's not fun if you don't share it with somebody. No, I, I, I and uh, I know I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine taking a beer or a I wine, know, a spirit that I love, and just going into a fucking dark corner in a leather chair and drinking it by myself. Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine that. It's not fun. No, absolutely not. Um, mm. but I knew you were getting into mead from your from your buddy, and yeah. I was like, maybe he's 
I would I my assumption was like he's probably not had any shrimps because I don't. Yeah, I wish I had a bottle. I wish I had a bottle we could share. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted um, to bring it out and, and have you try. Yeah, so. yeah. No, this is um, yeah, this is fucking amazing. I could. Okay, so got one question for you. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Oh, nah, I'm so good. I don't know what it is. It's I was commenting. I'm, I'm, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh, Ralph, the question? that question is so good. No. Um, oh, nah, I guess it's not that bad of a question, but what is, I guess, what, what beer have you made or that you're involved in the either brewing process or knee process? That's like, that is fucking my proudest moment. Like this beer, like I, I, you know, I had a lot to do with There's the, a the few. development, the concept, like this is my fucking, this is my gold standard of my career. I think my my perspective, my answer on this is you, I think that individual hopes that they have many moments like that. Yeah. They have the first one. My first one would have been my first production release, which was uh, the Icon, when we had the Icon, Yellow, uh, Icon series. Yeah. Um, my first production beer was the Icon Yellow Beer de Saison. So that moment was definitely like, it can't get better than this. So explain, explain, I guess explain to everybody, like when you say your first production beer, I mean, so what was your, well, like, what did you have involved in that? We test, we test brew on a small five, five, 10 gallon setup. Okay. Okay. We go through, you know, several iterations of trying to nail down a recipe. The, the Icon series was a cool avenue for brewers to, you know, make, not necessarily make whatever they want, but yeah. kind of have, you know, not a constricted window of yeah. what they can make, but still a, you know, a, a you know, fairly decent creative outlet. And I was big into Belgian beers, and I still am big into Belgian beers. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love them. And there was um, the Farmhouse Ales uh, uh, book. Um, was a big inspiration of mine at the time, and what's I want. Your what's your favorite Belgian beer? Okay, that's oh, sorry. This is a tangent. I do you want I, me to go down this tangent? I can go I, down this I, tangent. I, I have ADD. Okay, it's okay. I can it's go fine. down this tangent. You uh, want me to do we'll, it? We'll go back. We'll go back. We'll I come promise. back. We'll come back because my favorite Belgian beer is my favorite beer. <sighs> let's let's. Fucking Should we just finish it? Let's just finish it off. Okay, okay. okay it's so Orval, in my opinion, oh, or, Orval, in my opinion, yeah. is the perfect beer because it's not perfect. Yeah. And here's the reason why. And Orval is the best definition of a friend that you met in high school or in college that you haven't seen in many years. And, and, here, and it's a, who, people who don't know what Orval, it's a Trappist beer, so it's brewed by a, a, a monastery in Belgium. There's seven, there's seven of them. Um, there might be more now. Um, but the big ones are Orval, Westmall, uh, Rochefort, um, the big West Veteran. Um, oh, I, Chimay. Uh, uh, um, that's five. I'm people are gonna, yeah, I, like they're they're gonna be mad at me for not been, listening. Hey, we've been we've, we've been drinking beer drinking, and ahead, lots yeah. of chicken checks. That's right, chicken checks. Uh, <laughs> um, so Orval, here's the reason why Orval's my favorite because it's all the other guys make quads and singles and doubles and things yeah. like that, but they only make one beer. They make a a pale ale, and it's kind of hoppy. Yeah. Um, you go to the you go to the exactly. Mosque, it's not as it's not as sweet. Yeah. You go to Belgium, you get uh, you can get 
the youngest you can get, the freshest you can get is about two, three months old. Yeah. And the reason why is because they bottle condition. So there's, it needs to be bottled and then go through a refermentation to create CO2 before it's released. And when you get it, when you get it at the garden, when you get it in bars across the country, um, it has bitterness to it, yeah. but it's packaged. It's the yeast that's bottle conditioned with it is Britannomyces, which is a funky yeah, yeah, sure. wild yeast. And it creates this tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We had the one from Anchorage, mm. um, but Orval it's packaged with this. So that what you have at three months old compared to six months old, compared to a year, compared to totally five years, yeah. it's, it it's expands, totally different. Expands, yeah. And that's the, the, the analogy is of your best friends that you're growing up with that you don't see for years. It's like, yeah, they get I read, <laughs> no, not, it's, no, it's, maybe they get worse. They, they're different. Yeah, they're different. Okay. But you still see what you love about them. Yeah. And, and you want to see them grow. You, wow. you want to see, you want to see those individuals grow. Yeah. And that's what I love about the beer is I always have, I buy a 12 pack every year. Yeah. It's important for me to see how that beer evolves. And it does change over time. And in some, in, in a professional brewer's eyes, especially one making a consistent product time and time again, and there's reasons to do that. And there's definitely applications that you want that. But there's also other applications where you want a beer that it's incredible to see how it can evolve yeah. and still be delicious. Yeah. Be the same beer and yet different. And um, I, I really like that aboard, about our vault. Now, yes. here's the thing. I was like, I don't drink it every day. Yeah. I don't drink it every month. Yeah. I don't. It's chicken check. Yeah, chicken check. Go ahead. <laughs> and okay. uh, that's that's kind of why I love it. It's yeah. it's but every time I come back to it, I yeah. realize what I love about it and something new about it as well. And yeah. and um, you know, I I guess I guess I've um I've had it as a Belgian beer, expecting it to be sweet, right? It is not. It is dry. It is not. It is not. And um, it is a good beer, though. I mean, every time I have it, I'm like, that's that's great. But it's not. You know, you're 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 thinking. I don't know. It's like thinking you're going to get an IPA and then you end up getting a, I don't know, Belgian beer or something. I mean, it's just so off the nose, right? And um, yeah, yeah. But I guess I um I don't I don't drink it that often. I mean, well, I mean it's I mean I don't either. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the inspiration, like for the beer to saison for my first production oh, release okay. was I wanted to create something that's dry. Yeah. Um, this was the beer to saison was higher was a bit higher in alcohol. Yeah. Um. This the beer to saison. It's kind of a misnomer. It's more of in line of a beer to Mars or a beer to guard. This where, is the icon, right? Yeah, this is an icon what, yellow. What, 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 yellow, okay, yellow. Yeah, this was the f- the first yellow that we had. I I don't remember the date. Yeah, I don't know, twenty thirteen something like that. Um, okay. Anyways, um, so that was one. So you said there's another one, right? That you, uh, I've well, that was the first one that, was that first like one, it was yeah. like okay, that was my moment. Like. Yeah, it can't get any better than this, but it can always get better because right, right, right. we we can all improve and we can all grow. We can all grow. So, um, became involved heavily involved with the barrel aging, with barrel aging. So had several releases within the Bishop's program, um, and a lot of other production releases that we've either released at the Beer Garden yeah. or and. Um, but I guess the one that always comes to mind is when there was uh, there's a beer. We did our Baltic Porter, which was DR-17, mm-hmm. Divine Reserve 17, and we aged it in port barrels. It was the very first time we aged in, in a um, tawny port barrel. Yeah. It, it was like velvet. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I and, loved it. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. And 
it was that blurred line of this isn't beer, this isn't wine, this it's isn't something. Yeah, it's like a something. spirit, something beer. It's different. Thing. And yeah. I it was soft. It I I I think I think of that one often. Um Yeah. But the old fashioned that we just recently came out with, which was the bar our bar I heard really good things. Our barley wine aged. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at, Aaron? It's, uh, it's is being it distributed. You could, should be able to find it in grocery no, stores. No, I mean, like, why is it not on the table? I brought you so many beers. I forgot it. <laughs> I also forgot. I'm it. joking. I'm just kidding. No, I really appreciate. it. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> but no, 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 no shit. I've heard from multiple people. Yeah, it's like on the beer blog. I was like, the beer pages on Facebook. Three or four people have said they fucking love it. Yeah, and it's supposed to be very. Out of how many people? As seven million people. That's One person a, said, "I like it." That's not a very good. Percentage. I know, but no, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I've, I, I have seen people say that they like it. I'm really proud of that beer. Um, yeah. So and, well, I mean, what do you? So it's like you're drinking old fashioned. Well, I mean, that, that was kind of the idea behind yeah. it. We we did a Bishop's Barrel release with this barley wine and rye whiskey barrels. We okay. we aged in Whistle Pig whiskey barrels, <sighs> and um, when we were tasting it at. This is a few years ago. I was like, man, this reminds me of old fashioned. Maybe yeah. we can sh- consider doing something with an orange peel finish. Um, so worked with work with them again. Uh, Whistle pig on this again. Um, Colin Klingeman, who manages the barrel room, uh, we worked together on you know how do we get execute get an orange peel in there again. And uh, we did a we did a few small batches of it, um, just keg only a couple years ago yeah. of of the idea of what we want to release with old fashioned, and then. All right, let's go through the process of brewing the beer, getting the barrels, and then over a year and a half later, we finally have wow. that product. But that's the joy of like yeah. kind of wood aging is you have to be patient, and you have to be patient with life too. So I think here that, I am bitching about like ruining the twenty-four hour brisket. I mean, I could not even hey, imagine. Hey, I couldn't imagine aging. Ralph, there's truth in that, man. Yeah, but no, I could not imagine like you know. Doing a beer, aging in barrels for a year, and then you got to fucking pour it out, or you know, it's just, or it's just okay. Or Sometime whatever. and it's happened at, I'm it's, sure, yeah. it's happened at Saint. Oh, Arnold. I bet, dude. And it's, it can be depressing. Fuck, and, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I wouldn't. But be able to uh, eat, dude, I mean, like, here's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's just beer. Yeah, it is just beer. I know. And I. Th- Sometimes I know, that's, but it's like it's, it, I mean, it's your passion, right? I mean, it's your fucking passion, and uh, I don't know. And you feel like you're like, oh god, this is gonna fucking hit. It's gonna be so fucking good, and then it's not. It's fucking. I think. Terrible. I, I mean, yeah, it's gonna hit. Like, like the barrel age stuff, it's gonna hit. But there's only so much volume of that to kind of yeah for people to experience. Yeah, I think what's more important is to how many people can you reach? Yeah, and and still you know maintain the quality that you're proud of and. And I think, I think we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah. What else? Any other beer that just really fucking hits a high note for you? I'll tell you what really hit a high note for me. The Grand Crew. I really, really oh. liked that beer. I that, fucking loved it. That's, um, that was I, another. I still, I still have two bottles left in my, in my, in my okay. fridge. And one, it's like, okay, I'll bring it out for a special occasion. And then the last one, it's like maybe there's a mushroom cloud and there's a mushroom cloud. Like I'm going to bring it out. Like I fucking love that beer. It is. And I've had a couple, um, and it's aged very nicely. 
in yeah. like the last, I don't know, was it two years? Two years? 25th anniversary. We're coming up it? on 27. So yeah, two years. It'll be, yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. two years ago that it was released. I've had a couple since then and it's, it's um, a beautiful beer. I really, I mean. That was a huge process. And, and yeah, the blending. Yeah. All that. I mean, I just like. That was a fun. I mean, I remember trying to get that idea approved. And I mean, there's. How often do you guys do that? Do you guys do a lot of blending? Well, every every barrel-aged beer goes through some level of that's blending. blending. Okay. Like every barrel gets tasted before it gets racked out. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's, not only does it get tasted, it also goes through our lab. So, yeah. I mean, that's critical that it has to be a stable product before uh, we actually rack yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But it also, we want to make sure, even if it passes lab, we want to make sure it tastes good. So yeah. if it doesn't taste good, then it goes down. Yeah, um, but it's about 7 to 10% dump rate when it comes to wow. any, any wood barrel that comes in there. Um, but yeah, Grand Crew trying to get that approved to like to have the you know the financials aside of to get that approved, we have to brew 360 barrels of beer, 120 of each of the individual products. Hey Brock, I don't know what the percent is going to be yeah. when we're done with it. Yeah. So we might have a bunch left over of other stuff, and so the idea is like if we do have stuff left over, yeah. If it is not, if it's not a true, you know. 33, 33, 33% blend of each. We need to find out what we can do with the rest. Well, all yeah. three base beers that went into it were great barrel-aged beers. Yeah. So we knew whatever doesn't get blended, we can we, do, can, something we can do something else with it. Yeah. And, and we've done that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I don't think all of us, there. I, I do have pictures of, I'll have to show you here later, of, of the blend of, of all of us sitting in the conference room. I think I saw those. Putting I mean, that, just on like your Instagram. And Grant, yeah, putting yeah. that blend together. And it was, yeah. it, was a, it was a consensus of- Oh, I of, bet. Oh, it yeah. was. And what was cool was the Belgian, going back to Belgian beers. The Any Belgian fist fights? No. The, the <laughs> Belgian quad was 100% yeah. blended. All of it went in. And, and then it was a, a partial blend of the barley wine and the yeah. stout yeah. After, after that. Um, but I mean- the Grand Crew is not a unique idea. There's no, no, no. I know it's, it's yeah. um, but I just yeah. I mean, like Firestone, they do it right. I mean, they're they, they obviously it. they're the big ones, but yeah, but Lambic breweries have been blending for for over a century. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. Um, well, I I guess it's I guess it's I don't see anybody else in town doing it. You know, right? I mean, I don't see there's nobody else in town blending beers. Um, there's not. True anomaly might be. I don't know. Well, I, they are I, now probably, but I'm. Yeah, I'm just saying. I guess a couple of years ago, like there's nobody fucking sitting there, and they, you know, they're not they're not taking beers that have been barrel aged for a few yeah. years, and just that's. Not but it's happening. it's definitely that's what's fun about the bishop. It's program. maturity, right? I mean, it's the maturity level of the of the brewery that it takes time. Allows you guys to do especially that, with right? barrels, like you. Yeah, you're waiting. At, at I think our youngest bishop barrel was three months. Yeah. Three or four months. Yeah, really? But they're all closer yeah. to nine plus. Uh, and, um, dude, I used, to, I used to chase the DR. I used to chase, yeah. chase, listen to me, chase. Chase. I used to chase. Chase. Oh my God. We probably should eat some chicken. Um, chicken but yeah. So I, yeah. So I used to, I used to do all that. Right. And it's been, it's been a long time. And, um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm glad you guys are fucking doing that shit. I guess the the because fine... because because the thing is, dude, it's like you know nobody else. Like I said, nobody else. But the. I mean, to answer your question, what? Yeah. It, I think what's important is to always know that you're not done. Mm. 
it's good to recognize what you have enjoyed. How can you make it better? Yeah. And then move and then progress and just keep going yeah. and keep going and keep going because well, the world keeps turning. And if you just stay and look at it, then yeah. it'll grow weeds and it'll grow yeah. over and you'll forget what it looked like. Yeah. So cool, man. Well, so um, I guess, so head is and maybe final thought here, right? So head of R and D, like, is there anything that you kind of see that like you want to do that maybe is not out there yet? Or like ideas that you have that were you know, something that you guys want to explore. I find, I find inspiration in food, wine, cocktails, yeah, liquor, beer, obviously. But um, you're a big baker too, man. I do. <laughs> you're a big baker. Yeah, I do like bacon pies. Well, that's I, they look good, man. I have I an see aff- them. I have an affinity towards. You know what? Next time we hang out, we got to just have the families together, and you you smoke a brisket okay. and then i'll bring some pies over yeah it won't take me 24 hours to make a pie but um i just want you to know the reason why we're not eating brisket instead of chicken we're eating chicken because it takes a few hours right? yeah yeah brisket 24 yeah. hours and thursdays and fridays not conducive no, to brisket smoking I can't do a brisket yeah no. so but um, um listen, have man, you smoked a brisket every day of the week i smoke a brisket at least once a week yeah have you ever Every day of the week? No, no, no. Not like done a brisket every day of the week. Have yeah. you smoked a brisket on a Monday? Have you smoked a brisket on a Tuesday? Oh, yeah, 100%. You've, you've covered all seven oh, days yeah. of the week. Easy. You've day. done it. I've done a couple of briskets a week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just- you Like know. you have all seven days covered. Not like in yeah. a row. Not in a row. But- No, of course. Of okay. Course. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, that's- absolutely. I mean, it's like, I know what I need to do, and I know what I need, what I need, know what I don't. Get it out, Ralph. God, I can't say it. Get it. Get I've, been, it. I've been drinking. This is the Beer, Blood, kn- and Bayou podcast. Exactly, yeah. I know what I need to do. I know what I don't need to do. And sometimes I just don't have the time to put in. Like, you can't, you can't cheat time, dude. Well, you only have, like, a finite given. I know, but, like, you can't. Like, when it comes to barbecue, when it comes to brisket, you can't cheat fucking time. Well, I think that's the... I, that's the uh, the knowledge of life as you get older. Is yeah. the only commodity you can't buy is time. Yeah. Well, like with a brisket, it's like you can't if you if you fucking jack up the temperature. I mean, you you can't you can't fucking cheat the process, dude. Yeah. Then it don't. Sucks. Just be patient. Yeah. That's fine. Why are coming you in a rush? A, coming from a guy who fucking ages beer for a year. What the fuck do you know? Well, you don't e- know anything. Well, each beer that we make is at minimum two weeks old. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. oh, uh. Dude, I could Dude. See, I don't have that kind of patience. So I still, I still remember the first day of work. I was like, oh my God, I got to fucking wait three weeks to try the beer, my first beer that I ever mm-hmm. made. And now it's just kind of like, like you don't want anything to just become kind of, yeah, know, just a piss in the wind, you know? Yeah. It's just like, no, you want to hope, you want to still put everything under a microscope, which obviously we do, but. Yeah, L- literally, st- literally. Yeah, literally, yeah, but it, I still remember like my first day of work, the first beer I made was Alyssa and, and I was so geeked up because that was the beer that I fell in love with when I came in, yeah. when I moved to Houston, getting casks of it at, at Ginger Man. Yeah. Um, but I got geeked out when I, God, when getting, that was you're the, getting, you're getting my, my nostalgic thing just. Yeah. And, and then I, I remember like just watching the ferment or watching the, the gravities drop and like, this is the first beer I fucking brewed. And that's so cool. And it's, 
you don't That's want a good you, beer, you don't want that novelty to wear off, and unfortunately, sometimes it does. It and, does, it, yeah. And but it's still important to realize that. Yeah. It's it's important to still appreciate how keep that beginner's mind just to keep Dude, that. And this is like why this is what everybody says, right? It's like if you really have a passion, you're really passionate about something. As soon as you start doing it for a living, it's like out the window, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but so hold on, question. And this is the last one, I promise. Okay. Ralph's been drinking. You still have passion. Oh. 100%? Yeah. Yeah. God, you're looking at me like I just killed somebody. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, because like, I, I'm just saying, so like, I know so many people who like really took their passion on professionally and they fucking hate it. I think. But you, but, but, but for you, it's like, there's no question. I mean, I think. I think there's the big discussion that I always have when you when we have a job interview for a brewer that comes in is is being a brewer is a way of life. Yeah. There's always that discussion of like you want to work to live or do you want to live to work? Yeah. And un- fortunately or unfortunately, I mean, being a brewer is is the latter of you live you're yeah. living to work and yeah. some people might see that as a negative. Um but people I think seldomly have the ability to do what they love. Yeah. And uh it, it does it it feels like work sometimes, sure. Yeah. There's there's frustrations, sure. But I get to do stuff like this. Yeah. And you know, share a passion and a joy of yeah. of expressing something that I'm a part of and something that other people that are part of that I care about and be able to it's it all. I mean, it, not to sound like a broken record, but it all it all comes back to just sharing it, yeah, and sharing it, yeah, yeah. And this is why we we enjoy doing these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. absolutely, and, um, absolutely. So the passions there, sure, that's Absol- good, dude. Ab- absolutely. No, that's good to hear, man. It it uh, fuck, man. It makes me. Uh, it, it, I guess it, it it makes me happy that you know somebody like you can go out there and do it every fucking day and still love it. I mean, because. Yeah, like I said, I know so many people who it's the opposite story. You know, they start a barbecue place, or they start a, you know, they go into music. I mean, I know plenty of people. I did the music thing yeah. for a bit, and it became yeah. toxic. It was yeah. so bad, and I was like, I can't, I don't love it anymore. I mean, I like playing it on my own. Yeah, but yeah, beer so, was a uh, had a different feeling. It felt a little bit more authentic, and the consumers weren't. Okay, this is something I haven't thought about, and I'm not going to go into it because I need to properly think about it before I share. Yeah, but it is. It would be easy. I will share what I'm. The kind of the groundwork is understanding the consumer's perspective of what the product that I am making. So when I was either creating music or recording it and trying to get their interpret, it's easier to get the feedback, I guess, of of beer because you're you're interacting with those individuals yeah. at a. Whereas, I mean, I guess if you're at a concert and, well, I guess you're getting interaction that way too, but. Yeah. I just feel that beer is more tangible, like yeah. literally. Yeah. You, can fucking you can't. T- yeah. You, music is such I mean, music more is ethereal. A, music is literally a fucking MP3 now. I mean, you used to be able to like hold a record, right? I mean, that's. Uh, oh. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, yeah. God, there was one more question I was going to ask you, but. Okay, should- we got long. We got long. That's it. Aaron Inkrot, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ralph. Thanks for coming on Beer Blood in the Bayou. And just to let you know, 
I never get this nerdy with beer on this show, ever. <laughs> this is the nerdiest beer segment. We didn't get that nerdy. Yeah, well, we got like maybe, into maybe, like well, consuming beer and maybe, or well, like just beer styles. But Maybe for you. Maybe for you it hasn't been that nerdy, but for Ralph and the like, oh, yeah, it's pretty fucking nerdy, so. Well, we can dive deep yeah, later we, if we, we want. We can go way deeper. Yeah. That's going to be up. That's going to be behind the uh, Patreon uh, paywall. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, man. All right. So, uh, we're back. Well, that was uncomfortable. What part? What are you talking about? Uh, I mean, I get it. You're a fan, but seriously. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's a good guy, man. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was good. Take the picture off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. the meat he brought over was amazing. We had some Russian River. I mean, just. I met the meats. guy. I'm... Have you met him? Yeah, with this mead, mead. No, that's another guy. That's Daniel. You have a lot of mead. That's, oh, that's Feathered Serpent. That's the guy who does homebrew mead here in town, which is also very delicious. I tried that one. It was yeah, excellent. Very delicious. We're gonna do. A, we're gonna have a mead tasting on, on air. You have a lot of mead friends, meat friends, and barbecue. The meat friends are not involved with barbecuing. They're just <laughs> meat friends. But and then you have W. Or I'm sorry, M E E T friends. So you have meat, mead, and meat friends. And then you have barbecue friends. I don't know where this is going. The meat friends friends are from a different... Oh, that reminds me. I have a story about a grinder. So uh, Go ahead. Like like about the grinder? When we get to the the bayou section. Oh, okay. Yeah, not a meat grinder. All right. Grinder without the E. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about Precinct 1 today. Mm. And uh, Oh, sorry. Are you guys ready for the blood section? Go right into it. Okay, so we're going to talk about Precinct 1 today, um, and i got to pull up my notes here because uh, it's been a while since I looked at it, but guys. We got problems? We got problems. We got problems in the city. We got a very troubled department, and we, uh, we're going we're gonna to do a quick little deep dive onto this shit that's like. We have a chief of police that gave us a finger on the way out the door. He did? did Get he? ready for 500 murders. Is that, what he, is that what he said? Yes. We talked about that, I think, already. Yeah, Acevedo on his way out the door. Why did he? Why would he say that though? Because he was saying how bad this fucking city is, and uh, as he was, as he was, he led us down this path. He says, "Get ready for five hundred murders." Why didn't he care? Because he, it's always been about him. He never gave a shit about this city. It was a, a job that he didn't ever wanted, but it was a higher spot than um, Austin, and I guess Miami uh, is that a lateral move or is it? I don't know. It's, it's, it's a smaller city, isn't it? But it's got it's a high profile city. It's a higher profile city, yeah. For sure, higher yeah. profile. I mean, I would rather go I mean, to Miami than Houston. I don't know about Well, I think that he's got a lot more I mean he's got Miami Vice there to help him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's you know, it's a Vice squad. Uh, you know, it's a Cuban city. It's a very high high um it's an international city. Latinx population. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a very high profile. You know, hey, I've never international met international city. I've never so met I've never met a Latino per Latinx person. That has ever allowed me to call them Latinx. They always say, "Don't but do it, that." But it's so new. I know they don't like it. It's so new. I never. Oh, heard they of don't. It. They don't like it. No, they say, "Don't change my language." Oh, don't don't call me that. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable now. Mm. Really? Yeah. When I, I am, talk to my guys that work at the job site, they don't they don't want to be called Latinx. No, I've never even heard that. Yeah, you haven't heard that. Is that a new? That's the, the new... Um, Just when I think I'm falling behind times, I, then I go talk to Josh James, and then I really know that I'm, I'm, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That's right. So, Precinct 1. All right. So, I don't know really where to start, so I guess I'll just start at the beginning. Okay. I say start on the It's uh, a cliff very good note. place to start. Yeah. Start yeah. at the cliff note section, where it goes quick. Yeah. So, um, just brush so over Precinct it. 1, right? So, there's two really high-profile stories that are going on right now. 
Um, one of them has concluded, the other one is still ongoing, right? So mm-hmm. the first one, um, again, this is a recent one, deputy's dying confession leads to child sex crime charges against two colleagues, all right? So this, uh, I'm going to read an article from uh, ABC 13. Don't, Romo, sometimes you read really... the whole article, maybe just read the, the no. old highlights of it. No. No, do it all. Okay. So, uh, so, uh, okay. so a Harris County Precinct 1 sergeant made a dying declaration of sex assault, child sex assault, and implicated two workers before taking his own life. The complicated web of allegations started unraveling a week ago when officials with the Harris County Precinct 1 Constable Office said they questioned a dispatcher about her work performance. No, no, no. Yeah, she was in a performance review. Right. And then she, she's like, oh, yeah? And she was, she was having a negative performance review. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah? Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> so in a press conference Friday, Constable Alan Rosen, who, Alan Rosen, who's himself in some really deep shit right now, which you're about to find out about, mm-hmm. um, said that uh, that's when the dispatcher... Christina McKay rather abruptly <laughs> reported to them that the co-worker, Sergeant Robert Johnson, was allegedly sexually abusing children. I mean, just out of luck. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine, like, you know, you're in a pull, you know, yeah. like you're in a review. Yeah, showed up late oh. five times this in the last month. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking too long of a lunch break? Yeah. Well, guess what yeah. he's doing <laughs> yeah, over exactly. it? Like, wow. I know, man. No, I mean, it's fucking, it's really sick, right? All right so it's what pretty, was his name, the sergeant guy? Uh, uh, Robert Johnson. All right, so it's, uh, it's pretty apparent that everybody... Um, Around this guy had no idea that he was a pedophile, said Rosen. Not his wife, not his friends, or not his coworkers, nobody. Rosen's office contacted Houston police and other agencies in the area, including CPS, and an investigation was launched. So according to Brazoria Court, uh, Court, according to Brazoria County Court records, McKay told investigators Johnson, who was married, and Deputy Chandra Williams were having a months-long affair that was also involving a minor. McKay said before one sex assault, he gave the minor some pills so she wouldn't be aware. All right, the disturbing allegations do not stop there. Court records also state that McKay admitted to also having an affair with Johnson. So let's recap real quick. This guy is fucking married. He's banging two chicks on the side that he works with, and they're having sex with kids. Both of them. I mean, all of them. What kind of, I mean, this this guy is in law enforcement. They all are. Hey, you know what? It gets even worse. You know why? Because precinct one, guess what their like main thing is? Child sex crimes. Yeah, child anti sex trafficking. Like they they have like they're in charge of like yeah. They have the uh, I guess their precinct's like key and I don't they're, know. Yeah. They're on the old uh, the, the golden road or whatever they call it. The, That's the golden road. I don't that? know the road. They always talk about like Silk Road. Silk Road. Not the Silk Road, but it, we um, uh, I10 is considered the gold a, road. Uh, uh, Dorothy a corridor, um, a yeah. drug corridor. Are we on like a sex trafficking corridor? In <clears throat> oh, that's right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, let's see. Here. Officers confirmed that McKay uh, made reservations at a hotel in Pearland more than 20 times, and on at least one occasion, she told investigators she gave Johnson pills to sedate. Uh, minor children victims victims with an s during a sexual assault once when he left the hotel he carried a child out over his shoulder good god by wednesday johnson's world was crumbling officers were looking for him deputies in liberty county tracked him down and tried to pull him over there was a chase and there was a standoff that lasted six hours during that time investigators said johnson made what they called a dying declaration before he took his own life Johnson confessed to everything that he had done, and he implicated uh, the two other employees in his office. The, so, the dispatchers. McKay and Chandra. Yeah. 
Christina McKay was the was the uh, dispatcher, and then Chandra Williams, she was the uh, deputy. All right, so the two women were fired, thank God, charged with sexual assault of a child and arrested. Bonds were both set at $200,000, and they remain in jail. Constable Rosen said he's been in contact with the victims and their families. He also disclosed that he hired Johnson after he was fired from Harris County Sheriff's Office for appropriate, inappropriate relationship with an adult. What do you know? Track record. Wow. Rosen said he wanted to give Johnson a second chance. He passed a psych- psychiatric evaluation and background check before he was hired. So these incidents remain under investigation. Wow. What's happening to Rosen? So that's pretty fucked up, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just so like that, that would like put a tarnish on any fucking police department for years and years to come, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it gets worse, guys. You're going to say how? You got to say how? No, I just don't want to get... How does it get worse? I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> All right. So, so here's, here's a headline from the Houston Chronicle. Harris County constable leaders use a bachelor party stinks to exploit female deputies, lawyers say. All wow. right. So this is the same precinct. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the, uh, the, the complaint that was filed um, under the supervi- supervision of Alan Rosen at the Harris County Constable's Office Precinct 1. Young female deputies were handpicked for undercover operations under the guise of legitimate police work were molested and traumatized by their intoxicated male commanding officers for their own sexual gratification. Is that real? Yes. That's crazy. Hold on. Yeah, it's, it gets fucking crazy. What began um, as an idea for a quote-unquote bachelor party prostitution stings soon grew into a booze-fueled playground for sexual exploitation in which young, untrained deputies were subject to disgusting abuse. Both Constable Rosen and Harris County District Attorney's Office have known about this abuse for months, but they refused to take any action um, and rebuffed anyone who complained. Constable Alan Rosen attended at least one of these parties personally. Wow. Three of the young deputies spoke up about their abuse to their supervisors at the constable's office, including... Constable Rosen's chief of staff, but they were ridiculed by their commanders, retaliated against them by their abusers, and quietly resigned to less prestigious duties. Um, a human trafficking advocate employed by Constable Rosen's office also vigorously complained to her chain of command that Constable Rosen and District Attorney's office, all of whom rebuffed outright, they all uh, rebuffed and outright ignored her. She finally spoke to the International Affairs Division of the Constable Office, where she gave an extensive interview concerning the outrageous abuse of these three young officers. On the next day, guess what happened to her? Hmm. Fired. She, she was fired. Okay. Wow. I mean, I don't know if I want to go into all this. I, mean, I don't the, think you should, but I think that... Yeah. So, so let, me, let me just give you kind of you know, a brief synopsis. Houston has a history of corruption in, yeah, I know, uh, yeah. in law enforcement. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so basically what, what these guys were doing is they're taking like their hottest, youngest deputies. Um, they were taking them to like these fucking like sex stores like picking out lingerie for them, making them like buy like sex toys, personally like asking them like, hey, what sex toys would like you pick? Like which one would you know would work for you, right? Uh, right. It's field work. Yeah. 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 I, get yeah, it. yeah, I mean it's just yeah. field work. You yeah, know? you know, yeah. So yeah. then they would they would go to these like this hotel rooms and by the way, this is all being fucking taped. Right? This is all on video, right? Uh-huh. And they were making these fucking deputies like, you know, you really have to get into the part. You know, you gotta make you gotta make we gotta look like we have chemistry. They're making them do fucking lap dances. They are topless. I mean, all sorts of crazy demeaning shit, right? To get who? And so, they, so what they were trying to do is they were bringing in like legit prostitutes, right? 
They're bringing him into the room. And then the deputies, they're playing like a prostitute role. Right? How is that not entrapment, by the way? I don't know. Who knows? It probably is. But who fucking cares, right? These guys don't give a shit, right? Uh-uh. Um, so after a couple of these, so the first victim, she said, fucking peace out. I'm not doing this anymore, right? And then they got another girl. Same fucking story. Same situation, okay? And then another girl, um, they, they, made her, uh, they made her go undercover um, in a massage parlor because they knew that this guy, apparently this guy was giving like, you know, I guess, you know, trade for sex or whatever in this, in this, um, in this parlor. So she went back there. This guy fucking put his fingers all up in her, right? He's, oh like, dude, he's, like a, he's like a known rapist too, right? This guy who was working um, at this. And at she this had to like just park. act like nothing. Yeah, she had to just pretend like it was okay. And, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you're taking one for the team, you know, and, uh, you know. Undercover, and we're sting. filming it just yeah. for like a. Well, I don't think they're filming this one. This is like a separate incident, but basically, three fucking victims, um, you know, all being fucking violated under, you know, under under the pretense of them hardcore doing, undercover work. Yeah, like them doing their be... fucking jobs, right? Right. So Rosen's in some fucking deep shit right now. Well, he needs to be gone, right? Well, now. exactly, yeah. And so, but he's been around for a really long time. You know, you talk to some people. He does not have a good fucking reputation. Um, he's got that sign everywhere, though. I've seen that yeah. sign everywhere. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture. He looks like he's just, really yeah. Just a, oh, I know, dude. Oh, he's a scumbag. I know. Well, he's yeah. just ready to so, be, but it, ready it, to help out the ready to help out the city. So imagine that guy. Yeah, take it, your take so, your pants off. So in this complaint, you guys can read it online if you want. But imagine that fucking guy wearing only boxer shorts. Him. Dr- yeah, drunk as shit with a boner on top of like some fucking young twenty something. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what he was do- like. He was fucking on top of her, like rubbing himself against him and shit. Just horrible, nasty. Yeah, horrible could you shit. imagine having a job like that? Yeah. That's part of your job. Exactly. I mean, I mean, they had to have been telling themselves, "Like, hey, this is what I want to do." I would do. Yeah. So I, I guess you didn't want justice uh, degree for this. I guess you shit. weren't one of my. When you were studying criminal justice, is no, this what that's, you thought? it's beyond that. You weren't one of my stand-up followers, because that was one of my jokes. Was whenever there was a back oh, when yeah, I did it, yeah, there was yeah, a big yeah. bust about undercover uh, police strip clubs. Yeah. 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 I mean, imagine going home to your family and yeah, your job was to go undercover. But I'm not going to go into the joke yet pay for that behind a paywall but yeah uh, anyway yeah that's yeah. uh I, I agree it's got to be awkward as, like, yeah. as an officer yeah you come home you're like how was your day honey well yeah but this yeah. is way really different yeah. yeah this, this is, is really different. fucked up yeah so it's gonna be really interesting to kind of see how this how this unfolds um rosen's denied all the allegations says none of this is true well, yeah. some of it's like tape. i didn't have a boner yeah but you know the thing is, is like when you have three accusers. Okay, so this is a three one accuser. Boner listen, in my pants. one accuser, maybe two. Okay, something's going on here. Three, yeah, something's fucking probably definitely going on. But not only that, but take away that, these are fucking police officers. Yeah, right. I mean, these are three fucking police. So they're all just gonna get together. I mean, he's in some deep fucking shit, dude. So it's gonna be. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I hate to be the guy who, you know, you're breaking the case. You're I, I break in the case. No, but I, you know, you're, you're, you're basically saying, you know, it's it, not getting the ink and innocent, the attention that it deserves. I'll innocent. Oh, it's not at all. Exactly. Not national. Oh, yeah. No, if yeah. he gets this shit, this shit is fucking crazy. If he gets Nobody's removed, it'll be a miracle it. if he gets removed because of politics. I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, the guy, the guy, the, there's all, a lot of this. Well, not a lot of it, but some of it started with the guy killing himself and giving a, the, the confession, a, a suicide confession. Yeah. That shit only happens in movies. Right? Yeah. I mean, that actually fucking happened down in Missouri County. Yeah. Guy was like, ratted someone out before they killed himself. Yeah. Well, actually, it, you know, that, it is actually being picked up, that story, by international media. 
Like hmm. I saw it like on the Sun, like in the UK and stuff. And yeah, I was reading um, the uh, Namibia Times, and uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, I get that. It, it's delivered to my house weekly. Mm. Yep, and it, it mentioned that. But uh, you're right. Libya right. Liberty Magazine has a big Libya, article on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Estonia um, uh, caller. Yeah, uh, yeah. Egyptian egret. There's a bunch that are just really <laughs> pumping it. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, it does not bode well for this wonderful city we. Uh, yeah, live in. I mean, I haven't heard so. Like, I'm just looking at you know latest news stories, and um, oh, here's a new editorial. But like, I, you know, I, I'm not seeing anything updated about you know how what's going on with this case or you know what the situation is. Same thing with Alexis Sharkey, by the way. Yeah, no, nothing's been fucking. I mean, that's that's another kind of. Um, he must have got a really good attorney, probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. It seemed it seemed like just from you know the facts that are out there that. That's a pretty open and shut case, but apparently you know, not. This the city is decaying. I, I have an, an article that we're going to talk about uh, and how how much um, this city and the state um, uh, has the 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 increase in um, child crimes has has become an issue this year. Yeah, uh, and a good indicator of uh, how bad things have kind of become in the city and state. I was driving down two ninety, and there's an old Luby's like at Bingle and two ninety or yeah. whatever. And it's boarded up, and it's all spray painted over, and like that is such a. It just says Luan play. You no, know, it, it it's just it's sad. It's like Luby's used to be such a Texas, you know, icon. You yeah. Know, this thing, and here it is. It's like shut down, boarded up, gone away, graffitied over, and just looks like shit. And like a homeless camp nearby. It's yeah. This, I mean, we're not. You know, we might be a little too close to it, but it shit's not getting shit's not happening right right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I do. I do miss Luby's. We've had a too. lot of talk, a lot of conversation about Luby's on this podcast. Yeah, Luby's is great. Yeah, yeah. Y'all remember uh, Wyatt's Cafeteria? That was their competitor. I think Wyatt's is still open. Really? Well, they, had, they had a couple competitors, but yeah, that's one of them for sure. I remember the uh, first time I went to Wyatt's. But, could, but honestly, though, could you imagine going to Luby's during the height of the COVID pandemic? <laughs> where you're sharing, you're, you're getting food. Where well, first of all, you're going to like kill like their, all their patronage, you know? Like, or even, or like, what about Golden Corral? Yeah. You're like, someone's scooping it in front of you and you're like, Ew. have you guys been to a buffet since COVID came out? No. Neither have I. Not that I, I, go, I, I, I don't go to a lot of buffets, <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, that was usually like a date night thing, so. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, I, 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 buffets were like a first date for me. Like, I, yeah, I like mean. really test. That was more of my single days, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, my swinging singles. Yeah. <laughs> swinging singles. Blockbuster night and buffet. Yeah. The two Bs. Well, that's a hell of a blood story. Yeah. So, well, Brower, you're up, man. Yeah, you, let's do you, it. You ready? Uh, I am ready. All right. Let's go right into it. I like how jo- Josh doesn't have to do anything. I have this uh, fancy he just kinda, uh, he just laptop up. open. Hanging out. Uh, so, speaking of uh, lewd and lascivious behavior, yeah. uh, Southwest Airline pilot. Now, this is a little bit national, although South- Houston's a Southwest hub. Uh, former Southwest Airlines pilot uh, Michael Hack, 60, was sentenced to one-year probation last week after pleading guilty to committing a lewd, indecent, or obscene act during a flight he was piloting last summer, according to news release of U.S. Attorney and so on, CNN article. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the release, as part of a plea agreement, Hack, who was captain of a Southwest Airlines plane flying from Philadelphia to Orlando August 10, 2020, admitted that once the airplane reached cruising altitude, he got out of the pilot seat undressed and viewed porno- pornographic media on his laptop computer while still in the cockpit. He was in the cockpit. Yeah. Uh, during this time, Hack also engaged in inappropriate conduct while a female first officer whom he Holy had, shit. The female first officer whom he had never met before. Oh, nice. my God. Continued her flight duties, according to the release. 
Hack was prosecuted in Maryland uh, because the plane in which the incident occurred flew over parts of the District of Maryland. <laughs> Federal court jurisdiction on Friday. U.S. Magistrate Judge uh, Mark Colson also ordered Hack to pay a fine of $5,000. Federal prosecutor agreed that Hack will not need to register a sex offender for his misdemeanor offense. The court uh, man oh, made the final two. Really? That's like, just, that's, like, wow. that's, like, that's like key top like first nah. prize. Sex offender behavior. He was just, You'd think that. But, he was just simply uh, cocky. In a sentencing memorandum uh, memorandum filed by Hack's lawyer last week, they said Hack has accepted responsibility for his conduct and offers no excuses, but hoped the court would consider that a longtime pilot and Air Force veteran has led a good life, served our country, raised a family, and worked hard. Yes, he and did. He fucking, did work hard. Yeah, he, he did. Took care of that. Spokesman for Southwest Airlines said in a statement of CNN that Southwest does not tolerate behavior of this nature. Oh, no shit. Was he fired? Uh, and will take prompt action if such conduct is substantiated. I so, thought yeah. they accepted that kind of behavior. Like, yeah. that was... Well, it's okay. I've seen so Everybody many Southwest one pilot J-O. dicks up in there. Yeah, Everybody gets right. one J.O. in a cockpit yeah. per career. So, uh, this, uh, some, of my stuff is a little, some of this stuff is a little bit old, but... Uh, oh, is it? Last like- week, limo driver died uh, after commuters got into gunfight on Houston Southside. Did y'all hear about this? No. Mm-hmm. A man described by police as an innocent person who was driving others from a party has died after gunfire erupts among multiple vehicles on 610 South Loop early Saturday morning, wow. two Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. As many as four different vehicles may have been involved in the gunfight. The limo driver had picked up passengers at a birthday party in the area of McCowa Road in the South Loop. And by the way, I'm doing a project right there. That's where the uh, um, UPS location is, I think. That's yeah, their hub. Was, yeah, I was driving when someone began shooting as they were in the area of Cullen, according to uh, police, uh, Houston police. No shit, Cullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the passengers inside that vehicle took over the steering wheel and pedals to help control the car after the driver was struck and eventually stopped at the 700 block of South Main. That's like movie shit right there. I know. Mm-hmm. The limo driver later died at the hospital. During the ordeal, oh, the driver horrible. of a Porsche along the South Loop was shot as well. You know, at Th- least, These are two different incidents. No, Yeah. Well, uh-huh. the same shootout, though. Oh, it's so, the same shootout. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, at least we've got fancy cars getting the a limo <laughs> and a fucking Porsche. Yeah, they, he uh, pulled up to help, probably. That driver crashed into a wall of a building near 16 and Kirby. Investigators said... A Corvette was also involved Holy in shit. violence, wow. but it wasn't clear who was shooting among any of the vehicles. One person was detained by authorities. It wasn't clear if the person in custody was the shooter. The shooter may have come from the same venue as the others, but investigators were still working Saturday to determine how the violence began. The victim's identity wasn't immediately re- released. So this- involved sustained heavy damage from gunfire. Well, sorry, was this like a club or something? Yeah, they were leaving, leaving a club. Oh, okay. a car yeah. club, it sounds so like. So good stuff there. Uh, so this is pretty interesting out of California. I thought this was uh, we had a, this was in a fu- very Houston related. Oh yeah, but uh, this is a uh, should we just could have been the blood section. Here. Well, everyone's moving been. here from California. Yeah. That's right. This is for all That's of our, right. all of our California fans. That's right. Uh, guards at a California prison didn't notice that an inmate had allegedly tortured and decapitated his cellmate back in 2019, having reported that both men were alive after making the overnight rounds. According to the report, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation conducted a substand- substandard investigation and delayed disciplining the guards, a new report from the state inspector's general office says, according to the Los Angeles Times. In addition, one of the guards lied, and key witnesses weren't interviewed during the department's investigation report claims. Inmate Jaime Osuna, 31, allegedly made a makeshift knife that he used to behead Luis Romero, Luis Romero in their cell in early hours of March 9th, 2019. He hmm. also allegedly removed one of Romero's eyes, a okay. finger, and part of one of Romero's lungs and cut the edges of his mouth to make it look like he was smiling, the report says. Uh. 
Asuna was even wearing a necklace made out of Romero's body parts when guards finally found him later the next morning. The the necklace gave it away to the guards. They're like, (laughs) that was a joker. You and that joker face you make at night. Yeah. Oh, you wearing a a necklace with ears on it? Oh, we got to open the door. To be fair, he allegedly did this. (laughs) Uh, Uh, The Times reported both inmates were convicted killers. Asuna, a self described uh, Satanist, has a history of attacking other inmates. A lawsuit filed so it's by a Rome- Satan necklace. Man, I would do some uh, research on my uh, roommates in that place. That's right. A lawsuit filed by Romero's family said the bars of the cell were covered with a sheet and alleged the guards didn't thoroughly check to make sure the inmates were both alive. Uh, the Department of Corrections claimed in a statement that it had conducted a thorough and complete investigation from the very beginning. Justin Sterling, attorney for Romero's family, said the murder would have taken hours, and if the guards had been doing their regular rounds and thorough checks, they would have been able to stop it. Romero and Asuna had become cellmates after Romero was transferred from another prison and was nearing parole eligibility. Jesus <laughs> he Christ. He had served 27 years for the killing of a Los Angeles woman when he was a teenager involved with gangs. Asuna was serving a life sentence for the torture and murder of a 37-year-old woman in a motel in 2011. He was moved to a psychiatric prison after Romero's murder and diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and schizophrenia, according to the Times. Hmm. Wow. He has been ruled incompetent to stand trial for the alleged murder. Osuna had never had a cellmate before Romero, the Times reported. The Department of Corrections has not detailed where the guards were when Romero was killed, the Times reported. The report says one of the officers was initially fired and the other had his salary cut over the incident. And the oh, first that's officers. when you definitely quit. Yeah. Prison like, guards, salary cut, that's yeah. gone. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty horrific story. Yeah. You guys want to see what he looks like? Yeah. Boom. Oh my God! Imagine this guy cutting off your finger and your eyeball. Well, first of all, if they're like, he looks exactly how I thought he would look. If yeah. that was my new roommate, I would be like, I need <laughs> to talk to my attorney. Uh, Attica, Attica, a jailer. Yeah. Oh, jailer. I mean, he's like put a blanket up up on my door. I'd be like, okay, so <laughs> we know we're not putting that blanket up. We on know door. where this is going. Yeah, no, thank you. So, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the number of crimes against children has climbed in Texas over the last few years. Yeah. It's a horrific story. Uh, crimes against children have dominated the headlines over the last few weeks. The death of children like Samuel Olson, Malaya mm-hmm. Davis, uh, Jose, uh, Josue Flores, and Malaya Bass have pulled at the heartstrings of the community over the last several years. Their lives came to an, un, un, came to an end under horrific circumstances. According to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, uh, the number of children who have died because of child abuse and neglect in Texas has climbed over the last several years. This is awful. Mm. Uh, DFPS data showed the number of cases uh, roller coaster since 2010, but they they've been rising since 2017. Wow, 2017, 117 uh, deaths, uh, children, uh, child deaths. 2011. Usually two, your section's funny. This is terrible. I know. 2018, 200, 211. 2019, 235. 2020, 251. Mm. Ooh, booey. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Uh, Harris County Institute of Forensic Science. Uh, shows medical examiners certified the deaths of 25 children, 12 and younger as homicides in 2018. 2019, that, that number climbed to 29 before falling to, to 24 in 2020. Wow. So far this year, five cases have been certified as homicides. Carolyn Roberts, Associate Director of Policy and Staff Attorney of Children at Risk, said due to the pandemic, it's been harder to notice if kids are being abused or neglected. That's awful. It is. Very awful. Yeah. So uh, just another reason to uh, move to Texas, everybody. Come on now. Come on, California. Bring it. So, All right. Well, that was good, man. God, you're, I mean, you're ready to get out I of mean, here. I mean, I just well, think hey, that, one uh, more it's thing. depressing. Oh, one more. Ten one of more. the best 
dive bars in Houston. Yes, let's do that real quick. Yeah, cheers All up. Right. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> Hang on one second. Oh, you say dive bars? Like di- no, I'm sorry, 10 of the diviest bars. Dive. Oh. Diviest. I know. Dive I, bars. Can I guess one? Let me guess one. Big Star Bar. You got it. Is it on? Oh, there? God. Yeah. That is I a big dive bar. I love that place. Grand Prize? Yeah. I like Grand Prize. I, Grand Prize have a, I went there with a friend and he almost got a fight for grabbing someone's cigarette lighter off the table just to use it for one second. Yeah. yeah. Poison Girl, if you've ever been there? Oh, yeah. On West Timer. I love Poison Girl. Still there, huh? Yeah. Big Star Bar. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. I've been to Poison Lola's Girl. Lola's Depot. Have you been there? Been to Lola's. No. Heavy, heavy pour, heavy hand. Yeah, Neil's Bahar. I've been to Neil's there. Bar. Yeah, that's that downtown. Great. Real nerdy. Shoe Shine Charlie's Big Top Lounge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been there. Okay, heard never of been it. there either. Uh, not so you. Not so you. That's yeah. like a secret club. That's yeah. Houston backwards, by the way. Yeah, I got you. Not so you. Uh, not so you is a part bar, part performance art venue, part oh. vintage art gallery. Stand up. It used to be a secret. I don't know if it's a secret years. bar anymore. Well, now it's in the news. That's right. Yeah. La Craft Wine Bar. Oh, I love that place. That's like, like super old. Where's when that? the fuck do you have time to go to all these goddamn bars? God, I've, I've lived, dude, I've lived in this city forever. Yeah, but you have such I a... love... These are great places, dude. La Craft is like fucking awesome. Where yeah, is La Craft? Downtown. D&W Lounge. Uh, never been. Never been. Down, right down the street, by the way. Little yeah. Danny's Speedo. Oh, what the Go Fly Go Fly Wait, hold on. D&W Lounge. Lounge? Is that the one on uh, by the volleyball that's a That's a suit. That's a divious bar in town. Which what? one was? Uh... The Danny, Danny, Danny Speedos. This is number ten diviest bar. Mm-hmm. So number one, I don't think it's the, like uh, is it like rated in order. Oh, it is. What's number one? Number one's Grand Prize. No, oddly named. Mm-hmm. So no. yeah, well that's, that's those are those are good. That's, that's a good, good list. News. That's a good list. Where is the one that's biased? Is it the one over there off? Which one the, are you talking um, about? Walking stick. Is that the the bar? The one that's or the one oh, you the just said? Cat, oh yeah, that's right. The caddy corner. No, no. You just said that he read one. And you're like, it's right by us. Oh, DW Lounge. Where's oh, that? here's a good one. Here's that's one more. in the Heights. This one's kind of. Yeah. This is a pretty good one. Uh, <clears throat> this is an article from the. Oh, Chronicle. you have more. Yeah, uh, Houston police have, have fired an officer accused of running away from gunfire during a domestic dispute call Oops. that ended with the death of veteran Sergeant uh, Harold Preston. Vanessa Taylor and another officer, Courtney Waller, responded to a call in South Houston in October 2020, along with Preston. The call was to accompany a woman to her estranged husband's apartment to collect her belongings. It quickly went awry when the husband began shooting at officers, striking Waller and Preston. The sergeant returned fire, striking Elmer Manzano. The man, police say, was the shooter. Taylor ran from the scene, multiple sources said. At some point in the altercation, Manzano shot Preston for a second time, striking him in the back of the head. Uh, they all looked up to this sergeant. It was terrible loss. Manzano has since been charged with capital murder. HPD spokesman uh, confirmed Friday that Taylor had been uh, an indefinitely suspended, uh, the term used by the department for firing. Uh, Houston Police Officers Union President Douglas Griffiths said that because Taylor was punished for something that occurred during the line of duty, she would be receiving union representation. Griffith declined to comment on the specific accusations against Taylor, saying he had not yet seen her disciplinary paperwork. It is my understanding that she will be fighting indefinite suspension, he said. We're waiting to find out what happens in arbitration. Preston's death came during a particularly tragic period in late 2020 for local law enforcement. Less than a week before Preston was killed, a Houston Fire Department arson investigator, Lemuel Bruce, was murdered investigating a spat of suspicious fires. And then in early November, uh, HPD Sergeant Sean Rios was shot and killed on his way to work. Wow. Former police chief Art Acevedo, who since moved to Florida to lead the Miami Police Department. Your favorite guy. That's right. Uh, said he handed down the discipline after the case worked its way through the department's disciplinary system. One of the reasons I wanted to stay as long as I did was to make sure this case was taken care of, he said. It happened under my watch. Taylor joined the department in 2015, according to department records. 
Discipline against her is the latest fallout from the events leading up to the fatal encounter. Preston's death. Waller, who was shot in the arm, was disciplined for 20 days, and a sergeant who responded to another dis- domestic dispute call at Manzano's home the day before the fatal incident received a five-day suspension. Griffith confirmed. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. This does not bode well for lady cops. No offense. I mean, like, yeah. I, I hate to say that, but uh, I saw a video recently of a, um, uh, a female officer being tackled and beaten to the ground by a homeless man in San Francisco recently. Uh, really? And bystanders came to her rescue. Oh, they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then got, got this greasy homeless man off. Yeah, the, but, you know, I mean, dude, it doesn't, man or woman, I mean, like, you know, I've seen plenty of videos where you, you know, male police officers are fucking overtaken. Yeah. Well, if you, if you listen but to that podcast, like, I always talk about making sense. He interviewed uh, Gracie, the famous family. Horse Gracie of uh jujitsu yeah and he does uh, training for officers across the nation and he said yeah. that an average police officer gets like two days of hand-to-hand combat or something ridiculous uh-huh. he said yeah. is they're so under trained for they situations get sanctioned they get uh, it's just a few days of sanctioned training but it's lot, nowhere near a lot even of officers continue to train themselves yeah like if i i think if i was a cop i'd probably be doing jujitsu every week that or uh, well i just listen there's a case um i forgot what podcast it was I think it was sword and scale actually, but maybe here in Houston, but it was uh, about a girl that was killed by a serial killer and the serial killer came out later and said that she put up the craziest fight ever. Oh yeah. yeah. She was a, like a green belt or something and something. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah I but he's like, yeah, she was a lot of work. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, she grabbed my gun and my knife at some point. Yeah, she yeah, was like badass. Yeah, he had like a, a police baton. Yeah. He, he disarmed, she disarmed him with the police baton and a knife or whatever. And then she fought and yeah. like was kicking his ass. And yeah. she found ways to thwart his ability to get money from her. Yes. And like, she yeah, delayed so. it. You know, it was sad. Uh, but anyway, well, that's All right. a, that's well, that a podcast guys. That was good. Um, thanks guys for coming. It's only, so if we could just do this once a month, you know, by the time the year ends, we'll get to the hundredth episode. We're yeah, a lot. We're, we're, we're doing more than that. This is 95. We're, a lot, we're compared to hardcore history now. Yeah. People wait and wait when oh, it comes out. Yeah. They, they just they freak, freak out. Freak out. They take drop, off work. They call them drop parties. Yeah, they have yeah, yeah and they have festivals. There's festivals. Like, tomorrow there'll be no one at work tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. that's right. Wait, hold on. I'm not editing this like in oh. one day. <laughs> oh, you're right. Probably, two, probably two. In days. two weeks, there's not going to be any. All right, everybody. Hey, do you remember that so one much. time we recorded and I just didn't? I just yeah, didn't release the I quit. episode. I quit my fifth time. You were like a. You're like, did you ever release that? I'm like, eh, I did not. Yeah, you're bad. We have it that. somewhere. I don't know where it's at. But we do have the lost one, tapes. The lost, the lost the episodes. You're not as good as that's probably paywall stuff. But you're not as good as my uh, amazing YouTube channel where it's very efficient. You want to? Yeah, do you want to? No, do you want to plug, plug it, it one more time? I need to go to the bathroom. Actually, all right, we All right. got more podcasts coming out. We're going to be recording again this calendar week. We are. Yeah, that's right. right. We're back. COVID's over. No that's man. Right. We're not wearing masks. Everybody, no masks. We kiss each other now. Love you. Gross. That's nasty. See you guys later. Nice. Great. 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 Great.